0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Who, 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 who? Whoa. Slow, who, 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 who,
2: Whoa. I could be suiting up. So I got my bow tie on, yeah.
3: I could be chilling now. So I got my dad hat on, yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Who, who, who? I could be chilling now. So I got my dad hat on, yeah, I could be suitin' up, so I got my bow tie on, yeah. Dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow, dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow, I could be suitin' up, so I got my bow tie on, yeah, I could be chillin' out, so I got my dad hat on, yeah, dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow, dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow ties. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Dad Hats and Bow Ties. It is the Kid XAB. It's your man, Distinguished to God. You know the vibes.
4: It's so your boy, d Flow. Damn, son. This nigga was about to do the claps
3: already, son.
4: Damn. <laughs> Damn. Nah, it's cool. Damn. You you got through the claps. I ni- you nah, going? nigga. A nigga missed one episode and a nigga want to put the claps in already, son. <laughs>
2: Damn. Damn, bro. Listen, man. <laughs> can't you can't be missing episodes, nigga. You can't right. be missing episodes. Yeah,
3: man. So, you know what I mean? We gotta, hey, we gotta hit this this intro the right way. You know, we always got a new way to intro in the episode. So uh got some got a nice little, <laughs> little surprise for us real quick.
2: <laughs> Hope you <laughs> fix that gunshot.
3: This how we nah, we ain't fixed that yet. It's how we doing it <laughs> today though. <laughs>
2: What they came here for Go back down cameraman. Go back down Go back down Take your time ombre Shoes mm-hmm.
4: Take your time Come on up Come on up Come on up Take your time
3: Take your time, take your time. Take your time. <laughs> <laughs> Just need y'all to take your time today You feel me? Okay <laughs> take, take your time Anybody Okay Anybody got a Or a, a man that we need to To, to get yeah. to Yeah Hold on one second Just, You know we gotta Show okay. that in properly uh,
2: Ah. Damn, man. Come on. Almost oh, forgot about this shit. Come oh, on, well, we, we a real production now, man. We a wow. real production. He said, he okay. said we got it's real Thanos, money now, man. ladies and gentlemen. Before we before we was broke. Back then they didn't want us. Now they hot. They all on us. What's your old man, Broski? Listen, I was on a bus, just just trying to get here so we could start the show. Lo and behold, bus stops one stop away from my house. I'm like, okay, maybe this is just, you know, God saying you did a lot in Atlanta. I'm about to show you, you know, where the fuck you really live at. You live in Southside Jamaica, Queens, okay? The hood nigga, okay? BMW blocks the bus's way, okay? It's a very narrow street, BMW. There's a chick inside, light-skinned chick with a ponytail and red hair and uh, brown and blonde streaks going through her hair. Bus driver halted the bus. Yeah, yeah, the bus driver halted the bus. Um, Everybody on the bus was like, what the fuck is going on? An old lady said, I'll go out there and beat that young girl's ass. I said, I hope she doesn't do that. I hope she <laughs> does not go to that girl's car because she will die. <laughs> she will meet Why her maker today. trying to beat the young girl ass, though? Because the young girl wouldn't move the car. She was blocking <laughs> the road. And she said, I'll go out there and beat that young girl's ass. And the bus driver said, please don't do that. And then in my head, I said, please don't die. She'll kill you. These girls is ratchets today. The girl didn't move. The old lady does hop outside and goes to the window. I said, oh, God. Oh, man. Not again. Got places to be, man. Things to do. <laughs> I said, oh, right. <laughs> right. I said, she about to meet Jesus. <laughs> about to get these skippy
4: pat pats
2: right she was about to meet her dead husband okay with jesus anyway um oh, the nigga died. <laughs> just, he's always killing niggas there's a problem
3: we, there's a problem we need to talk about it at some point it's a short it.
4: film just know if you get casted you will die, die. you're dying, huh? <laughs> the
2: the girl still didn't move when the old lady walked up to the window she rolled down the window she said how can i help you she said how can how about you move She didn't move. She said, I'm waiting for somebody to to give me something. The lady said, I got to go. So I just told the bus driver, this is my stop. I'm out (laughs) of here. I don't know what happened, but I assumed something happened to the old lady. Keep her impressed. She might meet her husband. I don't don't think anything happened to the old lady. All man moment. (laughs) That's my all man moment. I don't know. I don't know why she didn't move, but I feel like young people feel like they could just take over streets. One day oh, it's gonna be the.
4: on some money, bro. She's probably bro, waiting on that bread. Right,
2: right. She one day. Trying to move. One day it's gonna be the wrong bus operator. One day it's gonna be the wrong passenger. And it's gonna be a bad day. Almost and that's all own I'm own saying. I'm just leaving. Like that's <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Me and my niggas feel the same way. We, we got to get that audio clip from pay them full. me and my niggas feel the same way. Okay. You said from who? From Paid in Full. Got, that's that's where that clip say, is from. Say,
3: and my say, niggas feel say is less. Anymore. Say less. What? All-man mm-hmm. moment. Did I have an all-man moment? I mean, it was All-Star Weekend. Y- what the fuck did y'all niggas have? Oh, we get to All-Star? All-Star Weekend. Yeah. Man, you rushing the show. We got to give people okay. a show, man. We got to take our time with it. You feel me? But okay. let's 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 get through the all-mans. My all-man this week. I don't, I don't know if I had an all-man, but. And we're going we're gonna to talk about doubling back, right? When, okay. When some, somebody kind of fucks with you, and then they stop fucking with you, and then they want to double back to you afterwards. Okay. okay. We're going to get to that conversation a little later on. But I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I got duped into taking people out this weekend. <laughs> That's what my off man Sheesh. is. Like, Sheesh. I was just chilling, like, on some, oh, yeah, you know what I mean? We could chill. And it felt like it was, they was trying to double back into something that we already may have, you know, re, or maybe I thought we crossed the bridge. Or maybe I was right. wrong in thinking that we crossed the bridge. You know what right. I mean? When, when people do things that kind of show you they, they not trying to fuck with you on that type of level, but then they double back. I think that that's what happened. And I'm going to consider that my old man. Mr. Flow. is there any old man... <laughs> moments i see the background is
4: getting litter and litter so (laughs) hey man listen i ain't gonna say no it's getting real over this side but i do have an all-man moment this week though normally i'd be chilling i know it's like the first time
3: in about 13 weeks listen we gotta start having a quota you gotta have at least two all-man moments (laughs) within a month you know (laughs) what
4: be chilling bro you know (laughs) y'all niggas bro. I mind my business you know i do what i do you know i just mind my business but um this weekend i have it's not a drastic all man moment just something that that i i want to make a small complaint about so um long story short went out of town so yesterday we were checking out of the hotel so it's 11 15 and it's checkout time so now me and the wife we go we waiting on the elevator. No elevator come. It took us 45 minutes. Now we're on the 23rd floor. Distinguished mm, did tell y'all about us this 45 shit. 45 minutes waiting on the elevator, bro.
2: Distinguished I'm did talking, mention this about what what was that? summertime? Uh, I mentioned this about Atlantic City, nigga.
4: Yeah. So <laughs> we we coming out from our suite. We on the we on the fucking on the on the, by the elevator those waiting. Yo. We cannot get on the elevator, son. We couldn't get on the elevator. It took us literally 45 45- you know, I was just like, yo That's like wild. If I didn't have a suitcase with me, son, we would have probably tried it down the stairs. But I'm like I'm not finna bust my ass and roll <laughs> down some stairs. I am good. You know my insurance is decent. It ain't that You're great. smart. You're
2: a smart guy, bro. You're a smart. So, guy. yo,
4: we waited for t- almost 45 minutes, son. Mm. It took a white lady to be like, yeah, get on. Like, we don't mind. Because all the black folks was just like, if we three niggas in the air. Nah, boy, it's packed in here. That's hair. it. That's it. That's it. So it was kind of wild of me because I'm just like, yo, like, if this was really an emergency type situation, you'll be, your ass would be grass.
2: Basically the same shit I said months ago when we uh, had this conversation on the show.
4: <laughs> and I didn't think it was going to be that way. And I was just like, yo, this is kind of crazy because-
2: COVID has changed the way we change, guys. COVID has okay. really
4: changed. And I'm just like, granted, we don't want to all be in a in a fucking elevator together. But nigga, we all trying to get the fuck out of this spot. You feel me? Like, we all trying to get out of here and go about our business. And we couldn't get on the elevators, man. That shit blew my mind. I was just like, Wow. That was an experience. I'm like, that definitely is an all-man
2: moment. Yeah, that's definitely an all-man moment.
4: So that was about it, man. Um yeah, that was about it.
3: Well, one Mm -hmm. of us, I mean, apparently both of y'all was out here traveling. I have not traveled yet uh since COVID, but Damn, good luck, bro. One of us was in COVID City, and and that would be distinguished the guy. You know. (laughs) (laughs) Atlanta (laughs) was open, (laughs) open. open. So open, open. uh, These niggas was. Tell us about your All Star
2: Weekend uh, experiences, broski. Uh, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave a few things out so I don't self-incriminate myself. But uh, the 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 weekend started uh, with shits and giggles. Uh, you motherfuckers know how much a nigga loves a strip club. I had to support the future doctors, nurses, and lawyers, so I went to the strip club. It's um, women's I paid history $100. month, so I understand. <laughs> Right. I, I paid a hundred dollars, a <throat> hundred dollars to get into the strip club. Get Never paid a hundred dollars to get into the strip
3: club to get it's, into, it's I, all star make this weekend. Up. Them, them I, strip I, clubs I, is up charging crazy.
2: Can I make this up? Um, I get through I get through the strip club. Wait, uh, door the, with the, like the women two, that you were with, did they have to pay a hundred dollars to? The women also had to pay a hundred dollars. Oh, that's wild. Cash. Normally they yeah, don't have to yeah. pay that much. No, no. So um, How much
4: niggas was in the strip club.
2: Um, it was a lot of niggas in the strip club. From I'm not what gonna, I saw. I'm again, again, I'm not gonna self-incriminate myself. It was, it was definitely over 300 people in the strip club, over 300. So, anyways, uh, I can't make this up. So, anyways, rappers. I saw gold chains. Shout out to um, I saw. Shout out to Drea from Love and Hip Hop. Shout out to. Uh Lil Durk. Lil Durk was in the building. Did there's two other rappers. Um, um OT Genesis. Shout out to OT Genesis. He was in the building. So met a few rappers, seen a few things. Um I didn't know that in Atlanta uh when you uh when you go to a strip club like that, all you Wait, see is assotus. Now hold
4: the fuck up, bro. Wait the fuck what happened? up. What happened? What so happened? You what telling happened? me these niggas is charging uh <laughs> Ben Frank to get yeah. in the club. These niggas yeah. had four the club, not even these hoes. The club made forty, fifty bands
2: just off niggas getting inside. Period. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, bro, it was it was one nigga in the cl- it was one nigga in the club. No exaggeration. One nigga in the club looked like he must have threw like between ten to twenty thousand, like be- just in the air. He was doing that all night. He was doing that all like night. He don't was. Don't I give you a thousand. Dollars. <laughs> That's right, what the
4: nigga right, right. <laughs> yeah, we, right. We, we, we You gotta, know what I mean? We gotta invest in a strip club, bro. We, we yeah. gotta well, open no, yeah, a yeah. strip club. My mind can you imagine? Is made up. Can can you imagine? Listen, a Dad
2: had some bow tie strip club called wait called the Tough Knot.
3: Listen, listen though, no. <laughs> yo, a lot of establishments oh, closed. What would Dad say? Y'all not y'all, y'all Whoa, not, yo. Like, What would Dad say? Might be it, <laughs> but those that might, see, See the club is called What would that I mean the club is called That has some bow ties But those could be Specialty hours and drinks But what y'all not understanding I'm trying to break something down A lot of shit closed down So it might be worth Trying to invest in a strip club right now When New York City open back up We might be able to get a nice little spot For cheap right now Bro
4: I'm just saying (laughs) If these niggas making 30, 40 bands Just off the entrance Bro we're not talking off lap dances. We're not talking off the bar. We're not talking. We're not talking off none of this shit, bro. We're just talking about niggas making funds off the entrance. That, that is that wild. That shit is wild to me, bro. That is fucking insane. I don't. I don't even know. I didn't even know it was that real. A hundred dollars on? Listen, man. I never paid. Never I don't in even my life. paying twenty dollars to go in this strip club before, bro. Oh, I paid $20 going before. to high-class enough strip clubs. All right, that's probably right there. Nah,
3: even in the high-class ones. I don't think I've ever paid over $50 to be in anybody's strip club. Ever in my life. So, $100, but I also have never been to a strip club when, when it's been uh, like a special event or something like that. I haven't done that. So, I don't know if that is what the difference was. Like... You know what I mean? I have no idea what was going on at that moment in
4: time. But that sounds like a wild amount of money to be spending. That's a unnecessary amount of money to go in the strip club, bro. But I get it. It's a special event weekend. You know, people out there having fun, doing what they do. I'm just saying that, you know, that's a crazy upcharge. I guess it's like it's like New Year's Eve and niggas are paying you know, a 100%. buck to get in the club. 100%. So... Yeah,
2: um, The what I got out of it, though, and th- this is just me going on a deep tangent, it was so crazy to be in a club full of women walking around you butt-ass naked. Like, every, like I would say 85% of the women was naked, but when I say butt, like, you saw the vagina mm-hmm. in your face. I mean, it ain't a strip club in, in Atlanta unless... Unless... Pasucho exactly. Wins,
4: you know, exactly. Unless and,
2: and exactly. The thing that's crazy, though, is that... I've been to strip clubs in New York. I've been to strip clubs in Jamaica, like Jamaica West Indies.
5: <laughs> Not
2: Something Jamaica, is different in the air in Atlanta, Georgia, because... COVID, nigga, the, what
4: the fuck you talking about, bro?
2: The way that the different. the way that the money was falling, bro. I was having a conversation. Money falling on top of my head. It's just no. It's just money. Money being yo. Money. So much money was being thrown. I thought it was just a regular day. I thought I was outside because it was normal, and everybody's walking on top of money. Drinks is getting spilled on money. Um, people are like walking over money to get to the bathroom. There's money being spilled on the counter when you're trying to order a drink, is that much money's being thrown at once. Because there's people throwing money from multiple directions of the room. And I'm like, I'm yo, in the this wrong profession, bro. I think I know I'm what like, I got to go shit. be. I got to be a janitor like, at a strip club <laughs> in Atlanta. <laughs> like, That's what the fuck I got to be And, doing. yo, ex, I saw some shit I never seen in New York. I seen three dudes on stage. Three dudes on stage picking up the money for the strippers. Picking it up and then bringing it to the back into the basement for them to count. I seen big, big garbage bags of money just being thrown to one dude across the room to bring... I was like, yo, nah,
0: this is how they really living? Making
2: bro, money, bro. Bro, hey, bro, if this is how they living in Atlanta, this is why now, like, my mindset is like, if a chick really talking about she need a nigga with bands, maybe because she really getting them M's because I don't know no more, bro, it's... It's different out there. I mean, when, every you,
3: chi- when you get your body done, that's the type of niggas that oh, you attract. Oh, bro.
2: It was a lot of bodies done. A lot of bodies Yo, done. I ain't going
4: to you, son. I knew this one chick that I used to work with, she <sighs> got her body done, bro. And right. no fucking lie, within four months of getting her body done, shorty bought a house. How she oh, bought? Oh, shit. The, I don't know what she was doing. I ain't, ain't going to knock her hustle. None of that shit. All I'm saying is that it really does go to show you that it's an investment for a lot right. of these shorties that go get their body done. And That's it's true. really an investment. Is it? Is it morally right, in my opinion? Listen, you do what you got to do to make it work for you, shorty. Right, right, right. But all I'm saying is that the hustle is fucking real. These shorties get out here. They figure that certain men like certain attributes to their bodies. And there are certain right. men that, like.
3: that that is what they're looking for.
4: That's what they look. All cool. they're looking
3: for is you for you to look a certain type of way, and for them to feel like. And we're gonna get into this conversation a little bit more when we talk about the polygamy thing um, later on with with uh, Rachel. But mm-hmm. hopefully she answers the phone. But I just think men are dumb. The things that we value are just stupid. So right. like when in terms of relationships, right? We'll value how good a shorty looks. Meanwhile, these women is out here valuing how much you can provide for them. Those are on two different scales, my friend. Like, a nigga will, will fucking ball out until he's broke just to have a shorty on his arm that looks like uh, a, a shorty that other niggas will envy and drool over. Meanwhile, when right. shorties get their bodies I done and try that. and get niggas, it's because this nigga is going to provide for her now and give her money and give her things yeah. that actually matter in life.
4: They, and you know what's funny about it? The game just has switched around. I think... What men look for more so nowadays is a trophy wife because once, unfortunately, what well, those baller type of niggas. I don't think every niggas like that. Yeah, I was gonna say unfortunately within our black culture, the the the. I don't want to put it just on black I, people because white niggas I don't do it too. Put, it's a, I was about to say I I, I, I had to, I was gonna retract what I said just now because. I was going to say something but I don't want to offend people at the same time. So I'm trying to but think from to our work perspective this. of what's happening
2: in hip hop culture. You could
3: definitely in, in hip hop the strip yeah, club, the, the strip the hip-hop club hip-hop is hip
2: hop culture. The strip club all they play I mean, is it, nothing but ratchet music. That's all they play. But in hip hop
3: mm-hmm. culture, the trophy
4: wife is valued greatly. Is valued greatly oh, yeah. and yeah. I think yeah. in yeah. general if you weren't raised with money to begin with, I think what happens as you get rich and you know you get across certain you know, wealth gaps. Mm-hmm. I think what happens is that as as the need for having a wife or a woman do, you know, wifely things or, you know, mm-hmm. women look for a man. The, 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 it's funny because the role of what a woman looks for a man has never really changed. Nope. But for some reason for men, what we look for in women has changed a little bit. You feel I me? Mean? I feel like women haven't truly changed what they want in a man.
3: It's because niggas is dumb. They would still... It, it, they still trying to compete with niggas. But about what you don't think it's. But it, I think it goes a little bit deeper though. X, you don't. I think mean, I'm being surface more... level when I say that, but oh, okay. it it does play a factor, son. Like what what niggas value sometimes and what they look for in women is is superficial. That's what I'm saying when I'm saying they're dumb. It's not it's not anything that actually brings them value. When you get a trophy wife as a rapper. You, you know You might be Showing other niggas Look you could you could Bag a chick like that But right. That's not really bringing Any immediate value To your life You know what I'm saying Unless you actually Are getting along With this girl And she's actually Meeting certain needs But just going after And targeting chicks Cause they got a body That ain't Josh. That ain't really bringing hey, I, think, I
4: think these shorties Fool us bro <laughs> over the years <laughs> over the they tricked us as men bro the, the women have played us thoroughly bro women nah, have i'm gonna say convinced niggas played themselves because
3: niggas, cause niggas think, feed into I this shit a, more than the women. I think, it's
4: a, I think it's like women have somehow convinced most men that mm-hmm. what we should look for in them is their beauty meanwhile they've it's always been that we have to provide I don't you think we I mean? got
3: tricked, bro. I think we tricked ourselves. It's niggas with their rap <laughs> videos where where they get all these fucking light-skinned shorties, big asses and claim that that's what beauty the beauty standard is. And now these women mm. are going out here bleaching their skin and and getting ass injections and dying in Brazil just to keep up with the standard because they think that's what's going to get them a rapper nigga that's going to ball out on them. So I think it's I think niggas just played themselves to some extent where it's like before what it was, was a dude would look for a, a woman who would take care of the home if you're talking about like traditional values or whatever. I still think that you should be really truly looking for a best friend, but we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But I think yeah. on the surface level of if you want to say what the traditional things were, the traditional things were a man would uh, look for a woman who could take care of the home, raise a ki- raise kids properly... Maybe if you want to, you know, throw cooking and cleaning in there as a priority. That, those were the top things. They know how to take care of the home. And then a woman will look for a, a, a man who could give them a home.
4: So, you know, but we're has talking that about changed? 50s. Well, that, that's my point, though, bro. Has that changed? Not for the, the women, traditional but, role, that, but for niggas, but that's though. The, why but, has it changed for us cause cause men? Because niggas got more superficial. Niggas, it, niggas Dang, went son. deeper and
3: de- What is What is the first two things niggas who get money do? They go buy a bunch of chains, buy a bunch of fucking clothing, and try and get bad bitches and try and allure, quote unquote, bad bitches. And then when they get the bad bitches, they parade the bad bitches around. Meanwhile, the whole time, this is why toxic relationships are fucking the staple of culture now. Because you didn't got with some chick that you don't even really like, really. You just think she looks good. (laughs) And now y'all fighting all the time. And now when niggas do a loving
4: hip hop, that's what is shown on TV. Yeah, because she done told you from Jump Street, nigga. I don't cook, nigga. I don't clean. <laughs> I don't even like you. I just I like was, your money. <laughs> I just like your money. I'm gonna suck the shit out your dick though, because I know I'm gonna get a birkin right, right after. Facts, <laughs> and and I I'm and and in and, and women don't in no way assume that we're bashing because this is not a bashing thing. We're just trying to nah, show we just you trying to like, figure it out. Opinion, nah, I'm trying to figure. I'm it. trying to figure out why. Our traditional role has not changed, but not just us saying it, because it's not just about us too. A lot of women have flipped the script and make it seem as if though, oh, what? Oh, this ain't the sixties no more. But I'm still doing the shit from back then. You still want me to do those I guess things. The only thing we
3: just kind of slightly disagree on is I don't think they they flipped the switch. I think they just played into the role that niggas told them to play into, and now is is more beneficial for them. And niggas, that's why I say niggas played themselves. Because niggas is the ones that was like, yo, you got to be a bad bitch to get my money. So then shorties turned into bad bitches. <laughs> and now they getting their money. And niggas are sitting out here looking dumb. Because now they like, wait, all you want is my money.
4: Nigga, you set the standard. And and that's well, kind of part of it. if you marry her it. throwing bread, too, that's the next problem. Nigga, to get her, you spoiled her. Exactly, because you were exactly, ugly, <laughs> busted ass nigga that got nothing going for you but some
3: nothing, money. Son. So you just spoiled nothing. the shit out of this
0: chick
4: you to hit one with, time. Yeah. That's what the and fuck. And then happened. she's like, "Yeah, I, you nigga, like I said, nigga. If you try to wants keep me to be spoiled, if you try you gotta to keep me spoiled, you got hit.
1: <laughs> That's one of our more powerful blacks.
3: That's the wrong fucking drop. Exactly.
1: But." That's the- <laughs>
2: it's it's, it's
4: really it really be wild because these niggas yo some of these dudes i be looking at you know in social media is a bitch bro because it's like you really sit there and be like yo is niggas really doing this shit bro like niggas would really you just met this shorty and are you really finna go spend 20 bands on her bro like you really got that money it's not about wasting your money because obviously you do what you want to do with your money but you can't expect to just meet shorty two weeks and you spoiling her, and now she's your girl and you are gonna think now that she's your girl you think she gonna be subtle about it, bro? You think she finna just she gonna play the role she needs to play? Nah, nigga, you gotta continue spoiling her. But you know what's funny, you bro? You
3: mm-hmm. said you
4: said something, and the more and more I think about
3: it, it makes so much more sense. We had conversations about other things, but you said like, yo. When you present yourself as a ballin' ass nigga to any shorty, the first moment she meets you, she sees you at at Roof Crisp and you talking about, oh, I'm going to buy the whole table, not knowing that you buying the whole table off of the stimulus check that you just got. And then the next time she comes and she wants to hang out with you and she orders lobster, crab leg, steak, dessert, and four drinks and you looking at her like... Nah bitch.
4: Hey, that ain't it. Nah. Hey. This $742 bill, who paying this? Cuz all I got was some was some fish, fish sandwich and some fries. And you over here eating crab, egg, mushrooms, truffle fries, lobster tail, fucking Rare medium steak, you nigga. You know you don't like blood in the steak, but today you want to get medium rare steak. You want extra talking blood about in you the like steak. the way sliced the extra buddy, Talking about you like the way sliced through the grill, fourteen ounces, and all this shit. You try to keep your figure, but you just eat three pounds of food. Listen, and then when the bill comes, now you're confused cause you confused because you don't order a bottle of wet nineteen forty two wine, all this extra shit. <laughs> and Don you Hooligan came home. there to spend 250 nigga. You came here to spend 250 on me, and, <laughs> and now the, the bill, bill is $772. $47. <laughs> and the tip $142. What the fuck is we talking about right now, bro? <laughs> and then Forgot that's when niggas you. get salty. You know what I mean? Salty. because yeah.
3: Because your are dumbass, you get home had- And she talking about. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say because his dumbass is out there propagating a a, a a fool. You're not really trying to spend that much money all the time, but you because you yeah. got the scammer cards or you got the stimmy check. You know, what I mean, you out here bawling and trying to bag a shorty, and now mm-hmm. she's looking at you like, oh, he must do this on the regular. So now when she asking you for a Gucci wallet, and you like, nah, I'm not buying you that for Valentine's Day. And she's she gets an attitude, goes on social media and air your
4: shit out. You can't get mad, son. Can't get is that, mad, homie. That's you the budget you ma- told see, her you was on. Facts. You gotta let her know this is a once in a while thing, baby girl. You yeah, only listen. get this once or twice a year. You can't get this all the time. You know, I, I work I for MTA things all the time. <laughs> I, get, I get a forty five thousand dollars salary. I can't do this facts. all the time. <laughs> I <laughs> I that's what you need this to tell day. her. <laughs> you fact, not, this is, I think a lot of times, dudes set themselves up for failure with that because these a lot if you meet listen i i i know <laughs> if, excuse me if i meet a shorty that's always gimme 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 i'm sorry that can't be me
3: nah can't i'm not do that
4: type of dude you feel me like i can't i can't be with a chick that's always saying gimme 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 you feel me that's, that's just not that's just not my mentality towards
2: but it. if she kept saying gimme 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 this dick you wouldn't just give it a dick
4: Nah, because that's also, <laughs> also going to come in expenses too. You feel me? Gimme, give gimme, give gimme give this dick comes with fresh nails and hair and all this extra shit too. Like all that shit, she might not want gimme, give gimme, give gimme give expensive shit, but I upkeep to keep her looking fresh after all this gimme dick going to cost too. So that's a fact. all these things, all these and things and play a role. You, you feel and me? And it's funny because sometimes women
3: will blame you for shit like that. Oh, you sweated out my of hair. You no need no to movie. pay for it. Nigga. Facts.
4: The bundle cost 350. Even, and a hundred nah, like,
2: in. you just gotta be like sweat it out your head. That's not your real hair.
4: This
3: nigga is this is it's women's history Yo, month, bro. It's, it's women's history. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. It's not your hair. We're not okay. doing
4: that in it's women's history hair. month, bro. But just the start of it, bro. We are the eighth of the month. <laughs> happy, relax.
2: happy, what happy, mean? happy International Women's Day. Happy International Women's Day. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yo, this nigga is walling, bro. bro.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you wild for respect, son. You need to relax. Shout out
2: to all the women who know Distinguished holds you down. You know that in a heartbeat. I got you. What you need to cash out. I got you. That don't mean shit. See, thing. you always say we that shit like, you like you that. erases the niggas niggas like fuck like boy you. shit. It doesn't erase the fuckboy boy shit, bro.
3: <laughs> but all star you know game,
2: you. you know who you are. What,
3: how, how'd y'all feel about the all star game this year? It was yesterday.
2: I didn't watch it, I was I was too busy in the poetry slam. I, I didn't watch this shit
4: I didn't get to see all of it to be 100% honest. I saw a part of it when I went to go pick the babies up. Um, okay, I was watching the three point contest though. That was lit. I like that, that this lit. year. That was lit. That was Curry good. Curry brought it down yep.
3: to the wire with that. I thought that was dope.
4: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Only yeah. got to watch out the first two quarters of the All Star game. But it was decent, you know, from what I saw. It yeah,
3: was it wasn't cool. bad to me. I didn't I didn't have a problem with the All Star game this year. I mean, again, was it worth it? Was it necessary? I don't necessarily uh know, but it was entertaining. So I'm not gonna take take away from that. I, I definitely was dope to see LeBron and Curry on the same team, even though LeBron only played he barely played. Like he barely played.
4: But I mean, um, he injured, so that nigga, I figured he was only gonna show his face just because he's the face of the league. He gotta show his face. So, yeah. you know, yeah, so I don't think Durant Durant didn't play either.
3: Durant didn't play at all. Um I don't even know if he was there. But um But with that though, Blake
2: Griffin is going to the Nets.
4: To the Nets. Yeah, I saw that.
2: So I was talk I was talking to somebody about Blake Griffin. And they said, that nigga not the same nigga. I said, what you mean? He said, that injury. You know, injury changes, niggas. He said, the nigga don't even look like the same nigga. How do y'all feel about that? He said, he don't even look the same. I said, interesting. He, he looks, looks the Thomas same, sometimes.
3: but he's not the same player. He used to be uh, slammed down the lane, do a dunk on somebody, um, and he was just real physical. But he did have an injury, a serious injury, and... Now he shoots the ball more than he, he does the whole drive-in. But that nigga,
4: that nigga remind me of Amari Stoudemire, bro. Stoudemire used to slam on niggas all over the place. Stoudemire, Stoudemire used
2: that, to be destroying niggas. Yeah,
4: nigga got that back injury and turned into a, a fucking different person. I mean, that's what injuries do. You're trying to you let your career stretch. You're going to take it easy.
2: So my thing is we know that his name, is going to ring bells. We know his name is a selling point based on what he's done in the past. Based on this injury, like, so so this is like him now after injury, and we're going to see what the fuck he does. What does that mean for the fast-paced game of basketball when you just have niggas that you're so used to seeing dominating and just you know, muffing niggas or... You know what I mean? Blocking the shit out of Nick. What does that mean now when we got a team like the Brooklyn Nets that could be the fucking team? Because I saw a meme and it said LeBron versus the Monstars. And the Monstars is the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, Brooklyn got a
3: squad now. I mean,
4: but But what does
3: that mean? The problem with Brooklyn right now is their bench and their defense. So I don't know if Blake brings them enough defense to make a difference. Um, And I don't. And I don't know what it looks like during a seven-game series when you don't have a bench that bails you out for a good 20 minutes while you take a rest on the, on the bench. However, what I will say is I do think Blake is a great addition to that team um, in, in the role. He's a big body, so that gives a little bit more defense. Um, and if he's shooting and giving them 12 like he was doing at Detroit, he was giving them 12 a night, that's, that's a good... That's a good pickup. I'm not say, mad at that. Twelve
4: twelve points, ten rebounds. You can't really go bad with that, man. You know, he grabbing them boards, getting them shots up. That that's all you really need because Durant is not really a a, a inside guy. He runs around the perimeter. So you need someone in there that's got somebody that could put the work in. So I do I think personally, I don't know how much it's gonna help, to be honest but i think it's going to make a small difference in terms of in terms of teams are going to come in with a little bit of hesitation you feel I me mean? like they're going to expect a lot whether or not he's going to be able to deliver I guess we'll see but you know either way it's still a great look for brooklyn regardless i don't the crazy thing about it is that there if 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 covid wasn't in and they were able to get tickets sold it would have been wonderful cuz that shit would have been packed Facts. every fucking game
3: you oh yeah, I mean? of course.
4: But,
2: well, know, we'll see. The Nets
3: isn't they are letting uh people back into the arena now.
2: Uh-huh, that is definitely what I was oh, told at today at work. I said, "Oh
3: shit. I don't know what the capacity is, but I definitely got the email uh last week where they were selling
2: tickets." Um the numbers I, I heard I heard a number, I don't know how true this is. The number that I heard was 12,500. That's what I heard today at work. It's possible. It's probably 25% or something <laughs> like that. So. Twenty twelve thousand five
3: hundred. God damn. Sheesh. Yeah, I mean that would be fifty percent of Barclay, but um, I mean we'll see. Uh, unfortunately, there was also tragedy during the All Star weekend. Uh, so yeah, Chucky e. Trills got shot in ATL, and it really is just making me feel like that a lot of people getting shot and killed in ATL. I don't. I, was it hot when you were there? Distinguished. Was it looking crazy?
2: I ain't gonna hold you. I'm actually save it for um. We actually gonna have to say it offline. But it was definitely somebody in the spot that I was with, and uh, depending on the energy, depending on the wrong thing that could have been said, it the, the shit could have went left. It was brought to my attention after the event was over. But um, the energy out there was good. For the most part, I'm not going to front. The only place that I felt a little uneasy, not going to lie, was the strip club. Um, the strip club, I went to the strip club. As soon as I landed, I went straight to the strip club. Didn't even really have time to do whatever went. uh, Got to the hotel, stayed at the hotel for like 30 minutes, and then went straight to the strip club. Strip club, no exaggeration, probably had 200 niggas outside. No exaggeration, like really 200 niggas. Definitely in front of me was definitely blood niggas. It was just flags all over. Niggas had fucking dead bodies on their cheeks it was a lot um went inside um <laughs> paid the fee <laughs> paid the fee and yeah it, it, it was just more it was just more niggas it, it was a <laughs> just more niggas. it was a group of yeah it was a group of niggas at the bathroom i asked a big nigga in front of me hey what's up bro he was like what's good shorty I said, "Listen, is this a line for the bathroom?" "Nah, man, it's just niggas holding up the line." I said, "Okay, go in the bathroom. Two niggas in the bathroom. One nigga on your left, one nigga on your right. The nigga on your left is selling candies and treats and edibles and blunts. The nigga on your right is handing you a paper towel to dry your hands." I'm like, "This could be a setup." <laughs> am I getting am I going to get raped tonight? I don't student oh, oh, both sides of the stall. Can't make this shit up both sides of the stall, son. I'm only one oh, nigga in the bathroom. I'm like, this shit might not go well, man. I go, I pee, the guy's like, so what you looking for tonight, blah? I said, "Uh, uh how much is a Dutch? That'd be $4, shorty. I said, yeah, here's five. You don't want to change? Nah, just keep it. All right, blur. I'm like, all right, walk back outside. It's, it's a struggle to get through the niggas just to get back on the other side. I'm there with um beautiful young lady I was with. Shout out to Nettie. She was there with me out there. Her friend was there. My cousin was there. And we we just had to look out for each other that night because uh, niggas put the word out that, uh, you know, there was pickpocketing niggas all weekend. Thank God I was not pickpocketed. Um, a, a few people, um, one chick was leaving the club and she looked like she didn't know where she was at. She had to be carried out the club. Um, I don't know, man. It was, it was just, like too much <laughs> just for a me. lot of shit. Sound
3: like too much yeah, for
2: me. Was, yeah, it was it, it was a lot. I'm, I'm not gonna I'm lie. Patooch, but, but friend. <laughs> right. Overall, overall, I, I I had a great time. I, I do know there were certain areas I was invited to. I did not go because I was told that the energy was not good from other people. Cause I was like, yo, what you think about this spot? And they're like, nah, don't do it. You you you're not from here. Don't go. I said, okay. I'm just They said just stay in your car. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna stay in the rental car. And just order Uber Eats, and that's what I did. <laughs> that's what I did, man. R.I.P. to the artist. It's crazy, X, because when you sent me that shit, you sent me that shit on a Saturday, bro. I had I was just enjoying my Saturday, and you sent me. I was like, damn, this didn't happen. This just this shit just happened. This nigga just got yeah. Killed, uh, I was shot seeing, and I was damn, seeing a like, lot
3: of shit online. Atlanta, first of all, way too crowded. Mad clubs, oh yeah, just too many niggas. A lot of shit. I'm like. Nah, I would have felt uncomfortable the whole time. I I'd have, I'd have felt like okay. nah, this is too much for me. And then like everywhere is in a depression. and what happens in depressions is the wolves come out and the wolves are trying yeah. to be fed. And so all-star sounds like a fun time on an, on an average in year. but a year where everybody's starving, a lot of niggas uh-huh. who looked at that and said, Oh, we about to be fed pate. We about to. We <laughs>
4: be teeth, yeah, my friend. I, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I agree 100%. And I'm just like, it's kind of interesting because in a weekend like that, you can imagine how much niggas got robbed, bro. Oh, oh my God.
2: Sh-
3: how many niggas you got assaulted?
2: assaulted? I got to tell y'all all. I got to tell y'all offline, somebody I know did get robbed. I I can't talk about it on the
4: podcast. Yeah, how many niggas bust a nut and went to sleep afterwards? Yep. And got up and had nothing? (laughs) (laughs) Or had something? Or had had something, right. Many niggas getting injections today. (laughs) Taking antibiotics today. (laughs) Tell you that right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's a fact.
3: Oh man. Track. But you know what we got this weekend though. I'ma we are not even gonna talk about it. We just go, on. You know what we got this weekend though. Hey. You know what we got hey. this weekend though. This nigga Drake. Hey. Another one. The fuck is we talking yeah. about
1: I'm making a change today. The liquor been taking the pain away. I heard you was
3: Listen, we just gotta stop it every now and then so we don't get sued. But we are gonna get through some of this record. <laughs> this record right here. What's next? Yeah, the first one in the three pack. How'd y'all feel about it, bro? Snapper,
2: snapped, snapped. It, it gave me, it gave me God's plan. It has that. It that gave feel to me. It. it, it gave me. Um, it, it, gave me back to back because it. this shit just has a jingle, has a bounce. It gave me. It gave me pound cake. It gave me um, Two Skin Leather. It gave me Nothing Was the Same. The shit gave me 10 bands. The, the Drake said, I'm taking all of my Drake's and I'm putting them in one <laughs> record. And I'm just going off. And that's what the fuck he did on this I, shit. I
4: ain't even heard that shit yet, bro. I ain't, get, I ain't check out no new music this weekend. Oh, so. this
2: nigga, wow. Bro, when out. they... Yo, X, when they played this in the club? <laughs> when they played this in the club at the strip club, bro? Niggas was making a rain, bro. Lil' uh, little Dirk was making a rain. I was like, God, when they played um, laugh now, cry later, and when Lil' Dirk Park came on about um, don't uh, uh, uh the uh, the six nine reference, crazy, oh, stupid. Yeah. I said, it was wild, bro. When that Drake dropped, when that what's next dropped, niggas was crazy in there. Swear to God. Drake got it, man.
1: I sit in a box grown I love you death, but I told you the truth. I can't just be with you I only this
3: nigga Yeah, nah, that nigga, up, that nigga went off on that, but that wasn't it. That wasn't that wasn't nah, all he gave nah. us, though. He that wasn't all. This nigga said, This nigga said. Guess what this nigga said, man. This nigga was snapping this week. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. Nobody can tell me this shit was whack. I don't give a fuck what nobody tell no. me. No. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Hold on, yeah. we 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 gonna get we gonna go in it. You know how the dogs get
1: haven't fallen off yet. The classic they come riotus later and say it's a sleeper the ears are red is real my choice, my this nigga feature. talking about the, the money the friend the teachers a lender for me twice Whoa. i did got to be calm
3: nigga i got no to be <clears throat> y'all feel about well i know flow you ain't listened to it yet but you just getting a little taste now but d what you would you think i uh, i uh, uh. the beats are yo wait till we get to that lemon pepper <laughs>
2: Yo, that shit right there. Get to Cho, that.
3: Get to that lemon that pepper. That
2: shit right there. <sighs> Hold on. We gotta
4: I mean, I- I'm gonna definitely check it out later on tonight.
2: That lemon pepper, bro. The the the, the quotables that coming out of that record, they think it's gonna be quoting cool that for the whole year. It's too much lines that's like, whoa. Let's 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 get to let's get to
3: I think the most appreciated part of this song, a lot of people was feeling this,
1: Discretion. I like the post so I get the prescription We walk around with them bears and I bitch This gun ain't gon' jam and I blow, I ain't missing. I'm dropping hit the hit, I'm just chillin' But I send it here while I chill my children Bigger the business, the bigger the office I fuck around and found me a and I call up, they call for my heart They making me office I don't even bargain, I'll start from the bottom I lost a Ferrari, lost Vegas, no bother I woke up the following day and went harder I'm cracking my chair now, they see that I'm I gotta get money, I love to get
2: charter I gave up four burgers at once for start up. I can't let them down, walk around with my guard I'm screaming. I- Lil Baby snapped on this shit Lil Baby was like, Oh, I'm on a I'm on a I'm on another record with Drake. I got a smoke Drake. He, was smoking. <laughs> he went, was smoking. He went Little Lil Baby was smoking. He was like, I gotta smoke this nigga. He went off on this. He, he was, went off on this record. He was he was rapping his ass. I on. do gotta let
3: the hook play out. But again, you know, we got we ain't trying to get sued. So this is how you get that <laughs> how you get that loophole, y'all. It's how you get the loop.
1: I got sins on my mind.
3: Some M's. Oh my god M's on my mind and
1: my friends yeah I keep my friends on my
3: mind i'm in love i'm in love with two girls at one time and they tense that polygamy it's shit ten. that polygamy I'm shit <laughs> <my God. laughs> this nigga drake was wildin on that hook that's one of my favorite hooks from drake i'm not even going to hold y'all
2: that yeah that hook that hook right there money <laughs> They love you, for Rick Ross, always putting Rose, but Rose on bitch. classic
3: records. We don't, we don't, we, we gonna go straight to Drake though. Facts, all my Rose Royce has got
1: a different body. Facts, man, sorry, kid it out with every option. Facts. Let me know if that's a problem. If you got a problem with me, gotta walk around it. Used to say I had it for I got it, now I got it all. And being honest, I don't really want to talk about it. That's one of our And heart if heart I didn't have it, wouldn't want to talk about it. I had it so long, I don't even celebrate it. Negative thoughts don't even enter my inner matrix. Imagine me still rapping about if I never made it. Mm. Damn. Sheesh. Not too many parallels left in our lives. I mean, my crib look bigger through my son's eyes. And the squad look bigger to the young guys.
3: Yeah, I like that three-pack, bro. I'm not even going to hold you. And if if this three-pack, he's letting us know when the album drops... That's it. I was about to say, if That's this is it. an indication of what the album, how in shape he is for the album,
2: yeah. It's, it's going to be bad. And it's going to be bad. I'm going to make a prediction because this is that has some bow ties. A lot of us make predictions on here where we're, we're, we're pretty damn on the money with it. <sighs> I don't want to say this. This may be Drake's penultimate album. Mm hmm. I I I, I, I saw so something. The way that Lemon Peppers and it's the last record. If you if if you uh figure out who did the original version, because we know the, the the beat is a sample. That is a that song is a lullaby. This shit is a lullaby. He's letting niggas know, bro. I'm not on my last leg, but I'm letting y'all know, for giving y'all records. I'm on my last leg. I'm about to go into a whole nother shit. After I drop CLB, nigga, once I drop CLB, nigga, nigga, the next thing I drop, bro, I'm out of here. I gave you everything that I wanted to give you. I gave you everything. I think this is Drake's penultimate album. God damn it. I can't believe I said those words.
3: I'm not sure. I think Drake got a couple in him. I think he, he does plan on giving us a full R&B joint. I think he does. Drake about to give niggas a Issa Rae goodbye, bro. That's, that's what he about. Yeah, to I'm do, not nigga. Too, season five. Nigga. I'm not I'm not sold on that one just
2: yet. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah,
4: I think I think it. I don't think it's gonna be his last album, but I think
2: it's towards no he the maybe penultimate got one more the, before the one more one more. It's gonna be one more after Certified. Oh okay. That's yeah, how I, I feel. I don't know.
3: I think he got. I you think know, he see. has about two two more after that, depending on two more. Yeah. Because Drake likes likes to drop mixtapes. Drake. Likes to, and I think he's trying to go to Jay Z route. So I think i was he's, about to say, yeah, of course. It,
4: Jay, Jay had Jay has like a, what twelve albums or some shit like that.
3: Yeah, like he's not, so, but mad mixtapes I don't think he's trying to stop tapes, until yeah. I, I think he's still going to do what Jay Z did is maybe not give us an album as often, but if he feel like it, he might drop some fire. I think he's trying to go that route. So I don't know if he'll he'll completely stop, <laughs> but I do think that we are getting to the peak though. In terms of, I think Drake has an album that he knows is his best work. That is better than Take Care. I think that he thinks is better than nothing It was the same. I think he knows the formula to give us that album. And he's waiting on giving that to us. That's what I think Drake is doing. I don't know if Certified Lover Boy is going to be that. But I do know that he has something like that in the tuck coming. And I do feel like something. this one, he's trying to
2: make as good or better than Take Care. Because that's what he said before. S- certified lover boy to me is going to be what Kanye could have been what Kanye's um 808 and heartbreaks could have been that's what I think because I think Drake as we know is one of the most if not of this generation he's going into he's going into the fucking second generation of like this brand new wave of hip-hop he loves to change and diversify his sounds because he plays with melodies, hooks. He plays with his voice. You know, whether niggas think he can sing or not. Nigga, if the record sounds good, fuck who could really sing on on, on the record or not. Nigga, Drake sounded amazing. Right. That shit's a hit now. Whether you thought the nigga had a falsetto or the nigga was an E flat, who give a fuck? But I think what Kanye tried to do with eight oh eight and heartbreaks, I feel like that's what Drake's gonna do. And I, I'm interested to learn why he wants to even call it "certified lover boy." I think that's. I haven't seen any. I haven't seen any interviews on
3: it. yet. I think he did that. Well, if I'm speculating, I think he did that um, to play off of the fact that everybody like called him soft and someone who only made girl music mm. in the beginning, right? Like everybody kept saying all he did was make uh, songs that were for the ladies, but. He might do it. He might do it one or two way. He might lean into it, or he might do the opposite. Where this might be one of the hardest hitting rap, just to just if to he play with. Start rapping?
4: I don't, crazy. Think, I don't think he needs to though. Like him playing the role he's played has made him the icon Drake. he is.
3: That's a fact. You <laughs> know what I
4: mean? Like him leaning into doing more of the sensitive records, quote unquote, has put him in a position where. Even the hardcore niggas can't bang on the fact that a good Drake song come on. You know the lyrics. Even if you don't like him, you know the fucking lyrics player. Like, you know it. Your girl knows it. Yeah. <laughs> like, we got to give him his roses for that. Like, at the end of the day, there's a reason why, you know, another hardcore rapper isn't the best there is right now. Is because Drake is versatile enough. And he's adaptable. Even when he jumps on hard records, he still makes it his own. So uh, you gotta give Drake's his prop, man. Like "Certified Lover Boy" is actually an appropriate, appropriate theme for the project. Because at the end of the day, the nigga just goes to show you, like nigga, I ain't gotta be hard. Call me a lover boy, nigga. Meanwhile, you grilling me, fucking <laughs> a bitch, right? Fuck out of
3: here.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: So before we get into any more of our topics, I did tell our guests for today that we're gonna give their flowers to. Uh, that we'd call around this time, so. Uh let's let's get a little bit let's yeah. let's play a little bit of a snippet of an episode from Back That Glass Up, which is a new podcast by Rachel B. Um, and then we're gonna call her in to talk a little bit about this episode. But um so Rachel has a new podcast. Basically she is interviewing different people, um, and it's pretty much been in the relationship realm of things. She's been talking about right. uh like being a mom and dating, she's been talking about uh, p- being what what a, what are a high valued men in in af- dating after thirty, and then recently she did an episode about polygamy, and we all know this is a topic of discussion that distinguished
2: <laughs> gets fucking giddy about. So I know, and I've a- been talking about this shit for a minute, so it's interesting that we actually got something to reference off of now. So let me play a little bit of the episode.
5: This nigga did that. Uh, right, uh, exactly. Interesting. That's more sounds like double the stress. It, and <laughs> Honestly. That's, and that's another thing I was gonna Why say. Why would to someone me. want this? <laughs> that's another
1: thing I was gonna say to you. If if there are men out there who think, oh yeah, this life is great, luxurious. You get two women to choose from, blah blah blah. You can finally have her who has this and her who has that, and da, 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 da But it's a stressful as hell because you're dealing with two different women's personalities. Mm-hmm. And they they have different wants and needs, and how you deal with one can't always be how you deal with the other. Um, and, you know, don't let them both have an issue with each other because now you're the mediator. Mm. So that's one thing. Financially, mm. it's taxing as hell. Because, like, think about so everything why you
3: do. How would one choose this? Wait. Man. So we're going we gonna to call it in now and uh, let's have this Tax. discussion. Let's see. Hello. Rachel B., you are live on air with dad hats and bow ties. Oh, shit.
5: (laughs) What's up, what's up? How
3: are you doing?
5: I'm doing great. I'm excited to speak to you guys.
3: So before we even get into the conversation that we're going to have, and I'm here to be an instigator today, so uh, it's going to be an interesting conversation. But before we do, it is Women's History Month. And you are a black queen, and we want to give you all of your flowers. We think you are amazing. We want to congratulate you for your new show, being an amazing mother, being an amazing individual, and all of that. Distinguished, do you have any more flowers that you want to give Miss Rachel B before we
2: go? I didn't had I didn't have a beautiful conversation with the queen last week. You know what I mean? When I was in Atlanta, I hit her up in the inbox, let her know how I felt about her and I know that she's been going through a very rough time with the loss of her mother. May she continuously rest in power, rest in paradise, rest in peace. Um so thank you for giving us your voice despite um how you may have been feeling um during that time and still wanting to create a platform, a safe space, a safe haven. A home for people to not just listen but also share ideas, share thoughts, concepts, um and speak about their trials and tribulations. Uh despite what anybody, you know, thinks, you know, you created that space, you know, and it's coming from a good place. And you're a motherfucking Taurus. So God bless you, <laughs> Miss Uh Rachel. Uh we we look forward to supporting your podcast. And uh yeah, like XAB said, we love you, you know. Thank you. So let's give you a round of applause.
0: You guys are awesome. <laughs> <here.
5: You're> <laughs> all right. So I appreciate you, King. Thank you. Oh, no problem, no,
3: Queen. No doubt. So, okay, this is what wow. we're gonna do. All right, because when you dropped the polygamy episode, Distinguished ran to his computer faster than I've ever seen this nigga run <laughs> in <It> his life <laughs> and downloaded the shit and listened to it. I just know I wasn't there, but I know that's what the fuck happened. So
2: That's definitely what I did. What we're
3: gonna do is I want Distinguished to tell me and to tell us what he got from the episode, seeing as this is something he's interested in. And then (laughs) after that...
5: I'd love to hear this.
3: Rachel, me and you are going to have a conversation. And Flo is here as well. (laughs) And so when that part happens, since we probably are most likely on the same page, um, we can kind of delve into it. So Distinguished, what did you gather... From this uh, amazing polygamy episode that Miss Rachel beat.
2: So first and foremost, shout out to uh, the good brother, Dom Sheldon. Uh, Mr. 24,000 followers on a gram and counting. Um, (laughs) He was definitely on the show. Um, And uh, it was interesting because Rachel um, shared briefly that she definitely was interested in this gentleman. The one thing I did like is that... Which I'm going to dig into um, that ass in a
3: second about that,
2: but... (laughs) Right. He did not... He did not force... Um, He did not try to enforce, nor did he try to coerce her into trying to be a part of this thing that he wanted. Um, You know what I mean? He allowed her to make her own, you know, decision, her own inference on that. However, for me, what I really got from it is one, finally, a black man candidly speaking about it. And it didn't come off in a way that was like, yeah, I got two chicks or I had two chicks. And all we do is fucking have sex. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you so much, Dom, because that's what a lot of motherfuckers think. That's- now, I'm about to do this real quick. Yeah. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Now, me, like I've been telling niggas, I've been educating myself, okay? I've been educating myself. I got a book right in my hand that I got called Polysecure by author Jessica Fern. Um, it talks about attachment issues, trauma, and consensual non-monogamy. I told myself, if I really want to be a part of this world, if I want to be a part of this culture... I got to get into the knowledge. So in this book, you know what I mean? It it talks about um, a lot of different things that I did not know that goes into this world. And for for me listening to him, it just reinforced how much I actually still want to be a part of it and learn. You know, I follow communities online. I follow YouTube pages. I follow hashtags. I speak to people who have been in it for like 15, 20 years. I speak to couples that are younger than me that just started in like their 20s and, and and, and you know, some of them are 22. And I really and truly, like I said, I educate myself. I read books on it. I read articles on it um, because I think it's important. And long story short, it since going down like this open relationship polygamy path, you know, one day... You know, I'm with like somebody that I've been talking to longer than the others. I get to prioritize who I'm giving my energy to. No, we don't have sex with everybody that we talk to or we find interested. I'm um, interested in. no, we don't kiss everybody. No, we don't take everybody out on the same dates. No, we don't fly everybody out. No, we don't meet everybody's parents. Everybody's in their own fucking categories. And as long as there's open transparency, as the good brother said on the show, everybody should be fucking okay. As long as you're fully transparent and honest, you should have no issues. The moment you lie, it's over.
3: All right. Th- thank you, Distinguished. and thank, thank you for showing <laughs> us the book. Rachel, <clears throat> no
4: doubt, Not no bad. doubt.
5: <laughs>
3: How did you feel about <laughs> your interview with Homeboy? So I
5: thought it was great. Like, honestly, um, it's something that we spoke about when him and I first got involved, but as Distinguished mentioned, he never tried to coerce me into joining the lifestyle or anything like that, which I definitely appreciated. But for me personally, I, in the same respect, didn't want to try to ask him to change the person he was or change his lifestyle and be a Mm one-woman man. So I just like ultimately felt like, you know, we kind of come from two different worlds and see things two different ways, so this might not work. I didn't want to dive too deep into that and set myself up for disappointment but we um we're still really good friends and it's just a great conversation to have i'm still learning about the topic and i know there's a lot of people like me that are really ignorant to what polyamorous relationships are really like so i just feel like it was important to tell my listeners what what the deal is
2: absolutely so
3: okay so before I, I dig, thank
2: you so much for saying those words, Rachel. We appreciate you in the polycule community. We appreciate you. I'm learning and I as well. A new word. There poly-cule. we
3: go. So
2: okay. okay. Well,
3: there, here's here's my my take on on <laughs> a lot of this. My first <laughs> take is this. Okay, a lot of what's happening. What I feel is happening is polyamorous relationships are. The definition is changing because traditionally when people spoke about polyamorous relationships, they were talking about three people majority of the time. And now they are changing the definition. There are people changing the definition to also include what I think niggas do when they date. So like if you're dating and you date multiple people, technically now it's a polyamorous, you're in a polyamorous situation. Uh, uh, or an open relationship, but open relationship is considered polyamorous nowadays, yeah. Yeah. and that's where yeah. I kind of have an issue with it because I don't think the two should be grouped together. I think if you're in, a, if you're open, like if you're in an open situation where you're still dating, figuring certain things out, or you are have agreed that you and and such and such partner is in an open situation, and that's an open situation. I don't know if that necessarily needs to be grouped in with polyamorous relationships because in that there seems to be a certain standard and set of rules that make it a little separate from that so i think I that we're in this space now where we're just grouping a lot of shit together and that i think there's an agenda behind that i kind of feel like there's an agenda behind it to make you seem like it's more of this thing that happens all the time that more people are doing than you know and that's not necessarily what the statistics say So that is my only, like, kind of pushback. Everybody should be making the decision that's going to work for them, right? Like, if that is what you want for your life, if you think that's going to work, if you think that's going to make you happy, cool. My other thing is, and Rachel, I want to know what your take is before I go into my take. Did you (laughs) feel like he made a strong enough argument as to why somebody would choose this over any other form of a relationship?
5: Well, I'm a little biased to answer that because it was. not That's a okay. That's fine. For me, like, <laughs> it wasn't a strong enough argument for me. But that's because I am mm. old school, old fashioned, set on my ways. But like, I did get um, feedback from a few people who were thinking, like, you know what, this sounds interesting. I want to. I want to like dive more into it, hear more about it, type of thing. So, speaking for me, it wasn't. It wasn't convincing for me because a, it sounds like double the stress um if i'm in a relationship with two men say if i'm in a polyamorous relationship with two men that's two men i have to give my attention affection and love to that's a lot right um and i always feel like one person will get the short end of the stick and i wouldn't be be able to fully invest myself in either one so they'd each not be getting like what they could be getting out of me so regardless of that for me it's not for me But I do think that he made some arguments because I feel like a lot of people think that it's just about sex. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) So um, he did explain it in a way that it's deeper than that. It's a lot more involved than that. So I think in that respect, he may have piqued some people's interest.
3: I would agree. I think that he made a differential in terms of it not just being this thing that's about threesomes. I think he made a good argument for that. I don't necessarily feel like, and I don't think it's it's necessarily my bias making me feel this way. I just don't think that what was said was strong enough to to make it seem like, yo, this relationship has more benefits than X, Y, and Z. It's still a choice as to whatever it is that you want to do, but it doesn't seem like it offers X, Y, and Z benefit that you won't get from such and such relationship or you won't get from this type of relationship or whatever the case is. I didn't personally hear that. Did you feel like you heard anything that, that gave more of a...
2: No, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say all of it, but I definitely did have, again, like I told you, I did have a private conversation with Rachel in the inbox. And uh, I, for myself, I concluded from hearing uh, from the episode, there's a lot that could have actually been said. Um, talking about it now on the air... I mean, he could have, if he really wanted to, being that he's been in the life for quite some time, he could have went the textbook route like I just did and really go through statistics, you know, and 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 bring up people who have been in it or bring up um, cultures that have been doing it and then maybe did something like that to bring more, you know, like more of the, the life into the forefront of why it can be an important staple or it can be like the new face of what people deem as, a relationship because a lot of people don't think polyamorous is poly the poly, the polyamorous lifestyle is a relationship. They think it's just for fun and games for shits and giggles. They don't like people have been living that lifestyle for your Mormons have been living that lifestyle for years. So if he would have went that route, maybe he would have had more of a stronger argument for people who are just like, you know, naive and ignorant to it and they don't really wanna hear anything about it. Me personally, I've benefited from it by just um living my fucking life and just posting photos and just going away and just doing what the fuck I do because I tell people that are involved with what the fuck I'm doing and we know what the fuck it is we do we don't need to tell the whole world people just make their opinion of what what it is that they think and you know somebody told me the other day yo every time I see you it's like you always on fucking vacation it's like yeah nigga I'm living my life you want you you want me to just not be doing what I'm doing, yeah. But it looks like you you with somebody differently. Do you care? Do you want to jump on board, or you don't? So don't worry about the fuck I'm doing. So yeah, I think again, it's a personal decision. I would
3: I would just say, in terms of practicality, on not everybody's individual situation. Everybody's gonna find a uh, individual reason why they think X, Y, and Z works for them, and I think that that's totally fine. Um, but in a practicality sense. If we look at, like, history and stuff like that, uh, polyamorous relationships mainly benefited societies or kingdoms. Like, I just watched a documentary that was all about the samurai in ancient Japan. And most of the times, it wasn't really even considered a relationship, but rulers would have concubines. And concubines mm. would exist. Pretend, you know, there's different versions of it. You would have some rulers who would do it just for the sexual pleasure of Dealing with another woman, but they had, it was also, again, and then you're exuding a source of power. You have the power to have 30 concubines because you're able to maybe provide or whatever. And then in turn, there was a situation where one dude who was ruling his kingdom couldn't have a baby with his wife. So he ended up having a baby through the concubine. And it was important to have a baby and to have a son. Because that was how they were passing down the kingdom. That was how they were passing down the line of succession.
2: So, so his wife had a sister wife, basically.
3: Well, no. There was a concubine. <laughs> and <laughs> she it's had a another, baby.
4: Another, the next lady, the purpose of her being there was for the fact of bearing child.
3: Right. Right. So you can't technically okay. call it a relationship. Um, and so... That is traditionally where, where this source of, of relationship stems from. You'll find that in multiple different kingdoms. Um, however, again, the research also suggests that it's not as popular, or not. I won't say popular, but it, it's not as widespread as we, we kind of assume or think at times. Um, I think they said roughly the, the highest, the countries that do it the most are in Africa, and the one in Africa that has the highest rate it's only still 11% um, of that particular country that is, is invested in that. What I do feel like is the issue, and not with polygamy, but with some of the niggas that try to go into the lifestyle, is unfortunately, they've become the face and it may, they make it seem very patriarchal. Like, every time I see it, it's always about one nigga with two girls. And why is that the case? If it's really just this thing where niggas is just about they want to just date whoever they want to date, why isn't the face of it or why isn't it equally represented with one woman with two niggas? Like, that would be my question because that is what I oftentimes see. Rachel, do you have any input on that?
5: Yeah, I, I felt the same way. Like, if you listen to the episode, I, I was saying that it seems very, like, beneficial for the man. I mean, he did state that there are like he's familiar with other situations where it's one woman and she's two men i've personally never seen it um but i'm wondering if, if women would be as open about it if it's as or if it's more taboo for women to be open about having two boyfriends so that's that's mm-hmm. my thing like i haven't personally seen it and i do feel like this whole situation favors the men um and i'm wondering like long term and i guess this thing was just kind of my question for you like long term what do you see your end game being? Like, do you
2: want a family? So, How would that like structurally look? So I still want a family and I'm going to go quickly to what Dom had said. Cause I have the same view. Cause I'm a motherfucking open book. <laughs> Everybody should know that at this point, online, <laughs> on air, real life. If the shit don't pan out, they just don't pan out. I'm Okay. With seeing if I can still find what I think I can find in a monogamous relationship. However, a part of me, according to what I learned in this book, Mm -hmm. might be going the consensual non-monogamy route. Which means I'm in a relationship, whatever that relationship is, and if I'm having sex with the person that I'm with, that person knows that this is a non-monogamous relationship. Every once in a while, I will have sex with other people. And if you're going to be with Distinguished, you have to accept that. If you don't want to accept that, you can't be with Distinguished. I'm not changing it. I'm not, I'm not, nothing you can say or do is going to make me change my mind about it. Um, He also said, which I also um, am open to, he wouldn't be opposed if he was in a three-person relationship and another man was in a relationship with him. I don't remember him being opposed to that. I'm not opposed to that. If the shit makes sense, it makes sense. That doesn't mean I'm having sex with the other man. That doesn't mean that the the, the man wants to have sex with me. That may mean there's two men who are in a relationship with said woman who is okay with two men being in this relationship. There's a term in the book called a metamor. A metamor is when you are in a relationship with two people, but those two people that you're in a relationship with they do not do things with each other. You're the only person that does something with one or the other at separate points of the relationship. You're still in a relationship, but those two people would be metamors for each other. They don't do anything with each other. You might do group things, but those group things have nothing to do with sex. Rachel, you said you had a question. And
5: well, he, he kind of answered it because I, I wanted to know if like if he was in a relationship with... A a woman, and you know, she has to be okay with him just having sex with other people. Would you then be okay with her having sex with other people as well? Yes, yes, she
2: could have sex with other people, she could date other people, she could leave the country with other people, she could do whatever the fuck she wants, no handcuffs. And anybody that I talk to, anybody that I've spoken to, I tell them this up front if you feel like I am. Um, making you upset or making you uncomfortable because you might see me going out with this person or you may, you know, obviously I tell you that I'm going to have sex with this person. If you feeling freaky and willy-nilly and you want to do the same shit with somebody else, go do it. You want to go out on a date with somebody else, go do it. You want to have sex, go do it. And it's not that I care about you less. It's that, yo, whatever it is that I'm doing, I want to make sure we're in the same playing field. You could do the same shit. You could do the same shit. It's
5: just, it's just hard for me to, to grasp that because a lot of men, and I don't want to say all men because that's probably not the case, but most men are not mm-hmm. sharing their woman. Like, they, men have this, I don't know.
3: I think it's, most it's people, I agree with you.
5: Context. Yeah, like men don't like competition. Men don't like to share what's theirs, that type of thing. So... Yeah, it's I'm gonna. Hard for me to, to I'm, believe
3: that. I'm gonna take it off of distinguish. I'm not speaking about you particularly, but yeah. men and I'm not even men. Let me not even say men. People in general, I, I think a lot of people who fantasize. Again, and this is not about distinguish, but I think a lot of men because I've seen this. There was a dude and he was promoting this meme page, and when I got on the meme page one, it was all of these pictures of again. One man, two women, um, and Mm. then the women oftentimes were depicted in a submissive position while the man was either Mm. sitting in a chair, the man was being catered to, whatever have you. And I do feel like, and I'm not speaking for all because, again, I do believe that there are some people that fully invest themselves in that lifestyle and it benefits them for whatever reason. Everyone is, is happy. I just think that's a small percentage. I think that the reality for many people or the reality that many people will find is one, you can't get over the jealousy. That jealousy will always be there. Like there's always going to be a time and a space where one person is going to feel catered to more than the other. There's going to be a time. If you're a man and you got two women and one woman gets pregnant, you got to cater to her and maybe give her more time than the other.
2: And Dom definitely mentioned that in the episode. He definitely said there was times where, one of his partners felt a certain way about the other one or the other one felt a certain way about the other one and he either had to play mediator or they were mad at him. So it's taxing.
3: Right. And then, But on top of that, what happens if both people get sick and you end up giving one more time than the other? These are things that build... Like, these are things that kind of happen in single people relationships where people kind of take a mental tab of, oh, well, this person didn't do this the way I wanted them to. And now... One, you're splitting your time. You automatically have to split your time, right? You automatically are, are giving energy in two different directions. And, yeah, the other person can be given that other individual uh, some time and affection, too. And maybe that makes up for it. But I oftentimes feel like it's a man pre- presenting this situation to two women. And sometimes, not every time, but sometimes, and Rachel did uh, touch on this in her episode, the woman is doing it because it was brought up by the man and she maybe want to try it just to kind of please the man to some extent. Um, And oftentimes, again, I don't really see the opposite. So it just kind of brings and raises a bunch of questions about if part of it is just the male fantasy of having multiple women drawn all over them and being able to boost their ego by walking into a space and being like, listen, I got... Two or more women with me, X, Y, and Z. Now, again, I do know that there are different forms of polygamy. not that they're umbrellaing, putting everything under an umbrella, but the face of it, what is being pushed mainstream, is oftentimes the V shape polygamy, and is oftentimes with a man at the center of it. So, right, that was mention all-
5: ego because I, I do think that's why a lot of like the the other side of it with a woman and two men i do think that's why that doesn't come out a lot because i don't feel like men are prideful i don't feel like a man would be as open with saying you know i share my girlfriend with another man mm. then a woman would be you know willing to say you know well me and my boyfriend is another girl involved or whatever i don't feel like men would as quickly admit to that I
3: mean, that's I'm an interesting sure. point that is an interesting point well Ladies and gentlemen, go check out that episode. We don't want to give too much of the juice away with that. But Rachel is not off the hook um, because (laughs) Rachel has a type. I definitely don't
5: have a type. Rachel,
3: all right. Listen, Uh I didn't know you Uh since high school, right? (laughs) The last three
4: niggas been light-skinned. I need to know what's up.
2: Oh, man. Damn. The- Damn. Oh, man. Oh, man.
4: The- all the smoke today. <laughs> the last
3: three niggas have been light skinned. Rachel, I need an explanation. What is going on? First of all, <laughs> it
1: must be the last three niggas that
2: you saw. <laughs> oh, Oh! Oh, sick.
5: Damn.
2: <laughs> Taurus. Taurus. <laughs>
5: because first of all first of all my son's father is not light skinned
3: but he don't count that that was that was a different time <laughs> that was that was decades ago uh, we we aged ourselves now but that was a while ago you know what i mean like I mean, yeah we've
0: been It wasn't decades
3: it wasn't decades
5: it was over what to
3: say it wasn't decades it was about but, a decade but i i love
5: my chocolate men i prefer my chocolate men no disrespect to the light skins i prefer my chocolate men <laughs> So it's not even like to say, I have a type and this is what I'm looking for. This is what I'm going after. I mean, it's just falling to my lap. Listen, I just,
3: because I saw a picture of, of homie that you did the episode with. And I was like, oh, this is the, del- I didn't see too many lights. I ain't seen no dogs yeah. in between. <laughs> I didn't see too many lights. So when I get to talk to Rachel, we're going to we have to talk about these nutty buddy looking niggas that she keeps dating. All right. <laughs> now, I do have Yikes. a final question for you before we let you go. Um okay. We were talking about this a little bit earlier. And I wanted to ask you, what leads a woman to double back to a nigga that they either previously overlooked or a nigga that they was, like, Mm. play dating with and then they disappeared and now they doubling back and they trying to take it serious. They trying to really act like they want to date this nigga now. What leads to that?
5: Ooh, I would say maybe she was dubbing him for a more appealing dude
0: Mm. and
5: that didn't work out and she kind of had to humble herself and do it back in and say, you know what? Maybe I'm going to give this one a try. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think if I've ever really done that. Um, Honestly, it's probably, yeah, it's probably that, like going out and trying other things and it not working and thinking, damn, you know, I should have given so-and-so a chance. He was a nice guy. Because sometimes, and I will admit this because I am guilty of this too, sometimes we can overlook the nice guys. hmm <laughs> it
3: sounds like you're pulling out the spare tire once the once the once the brand new shit you bought just popped so you said let me go back to the fucking Trump and pull this nigga sounds out about right
5: <laughs> but the, the thing is we like what we like right and we're not supposed to to settle just because we think it's the safe route we like what we like and we're gonna go for what we like and and that's really what it is i've been in so many situations where i'm like not really that attractive to someone or, you know, just I didn't get that initial spark. And I'm like, you know, what? he's a nice guy. Let me give it a try. End up completely regretting it. Feeling like I'm wasting my time. And then when you get deeper in a situation like that, I don't like to hurt people's feelings, especially when they're nice guys. So it kind of puts you in an awkward situation. So if I don't feel that initial spark or don't feel attracted to you, I'm not going to try to do it just because you're a nice guy. Like you have mm. to do more for me to just be mm. a nice guy.
3: That's an excellent point. I think a lot of nice niggas needed to hear that because a lot of niggas think that just because they nice, it, it, it garners them getting pussy and it, it doesn't work that way.
5: Yeah, okay. right, right. don't get me wrong. I love me a nice guy. I want a nice, corny, boring guy in my life right now. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. But you also have to do other things for me.
3: Wait now. You know so what what wait, we, we just stumbled into something before. Corny and boring. Before no, we leave. I don't know about that one, uh, to- <laughs> did,
2: Taurus. I'm sorry.
3: Did that I'm happen? Sorry. After a certain age, did you start liking the corny, Uh-oh. the corny, boring nigga a little bit more after you hit a certain age?
5: I mean, absolutely. When you're young, you want excitement. You want the thrill. You know what I mean? And sometimes that is attached to a nigga who can't sit still. <laughs> and, Damn. You know? Damn. Um, and then you... You get what you get from that. It either works or it really doesn't. Um, and for someone like me, it didn't work. Uh, but I do feel like I'm at a place in my life now, and I'm not the same because of my age. Because I don't want to say I'm old now, but I feel like not. mentally. Yeah, mentally, where I'm at in my life, I feel like I need a bit more stability. Um, I, I, I don't want to say boring because I'm not. I don't like to sit still either. But just a bit more stability. Bro, I was about and to not, say not that not you're
2: not a tourist. tourist. Come on now,
5: come on now. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm really always on the move, but just, just not. Thank that, you. Like, <laughs> Hello. Be that involved, you know? Like just chill. Like I just want to be. I just want to chill, go on vacations, and you know, that kind of
2: thing. Whenever you're ready, Rachel. Whenever you're ready, you you could just come <laughs> with me and you know my people, man. Yeah. Rachel and all of them huh <laughs> yeah yeah you could you could come with all three of us man I I, I got you actually I got
5: you you coming up you No, know, not for nothing not well, for nothing I'm for no. respect to say, like I'm interested in, in like testing out the lifestyle not you know I'm always like you know I could try it once but <laughs> I don't know
0: oh, listen uh, we don't you we don't have to do nothing you don't want to do just, right we now. just book
2: the flight we talk about <laughs> it and that's it we just book the flight where you want to go and let's, let's just go
5: Oh,
2: we talk about that offline.
3: <laughs> okay, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, right. this is Rachel B from Back That Glass <laughs> oh, yeah. Up. We're not finna to do this <laughs> <laughs> uh, once again, Rachel. We love you so much. Um, we appreciate you. Thank you for lending your voice and your time to us. And yeah, I love the way you are interviewing. I love the the podcast. I'm keeping up. Uh, everybody, please go check that out it's on all streaming platforms Rachel do you have anything back that glass up you have anything for back the people that
5: glass up and i can't wait to have you guys on back that glass up because i love you guys i love that hats in both sides rocking with you all from way way back when let's started. are
2: you so, sure you want us on your platform are you sure <laughs> Yeah, we definitely,
3: I'm going to let you know, Rachel, the energy that y'all had so far is not what we, we're going to, y'all listeners going to be like, who the fuck are these niggas here? Right, (laughs) what the fuck is going on?
0: Ain't
3: no Kevin Samuels quotes happening here.
5: I be trying to keep it cute, you know, keep it cute and classy. Let's back that glass up, so you know, it's cute, it's cute and classy, but it could get risqué. You know, what it's I mean? gonna
3: be backing uh, asses <laughs> up when we when we pull through, right? It's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be called back that ass up.
5: <laughs> but, well, I know. I would love to have y'all.
3: <laughs> well, we are free and available, and we will make it happen. Let's give you a round of applause. Thanks.
5: Thank
3: All right, Rachel. I know you got yeah. things to do. So I we will later.
2: All righty, later. That was great. That was fun.
3: I I enjoyed that. (laughs) 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 I I, I loved the exchange of opinions. Um, But back back to the uh, scheduled program. (laughs) Let's let's get into this Bruno Mars track that dropped with uh, Anderson. Oh fire! Oh my god! And apparently, Flo didn't hear this one either. I can see by the look on his face.
4: <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, actually, I actually heard that one this morning. I watched it on that Facebook. That shit was stupid. Fucking I, I saw crazy. the video on Facebook, so I actually heard it. I heard a pro. I, I, they're supposed to be dropping a project, right? Yeah,
3: they're dropping a full project. Oh, yeah, yeah. you
4: missed last week. Yeah, we spoke about it.
3: This is Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack. I'm playing with fire with these motherfucking songs. These niggas is ready to sue niggas off rip, but under.
0: Under 15 seconds we good right I <laughs> mm, hit that
3: shit
1: this nigga about the
2: so before we jump into how we feel about the record and our predictions on a project I have to take something back that I said last week. Uh, I said that niggas is not checking for this because I said yeah, i was not going really to checking for it. <laughs> yeah, when I saw... When we needed need need flow to give you the side. <laughs> right. When I saw the video and when I heard the record drop and when I saw how happy Anderson Pack looked to be on the motherfucking drop, I said, this shit going to be the one. This Now, my prediction is I gotta, I gotta listen to some more Anderson Pack music. I'm sorry, I'm sorry for the Anderson yeah, Pack fans. I've been, I've been shitting on that nigga, not because I didn't like him. I just never really got into his music, but because of that shit, and it just the nigga looks so happy. He just looks so fucking happy. So I said, I, I gotta, I'm ready for the project.
4: From when I heard about it, I was just like, Bruno coming out. Yo, Bruno's project is always fire. Oh yeah, no, Bruno's project from, is always fire that's, yeah. I didn't expect nothing less From another musical nigga jumping on board So Yeah, two musical That's what I said I said to, to uh, D last week I said, yo
3: Both of them niggas on the production Is going to be stupid And I don't it's even think that stupid. this is is Like what they really, really did on this project I think that this is just the mm. tip of the iceberg It's going to get that's, stupid on that project
4: Like that project going to be I'm stupid I'm definitely going to check that project out That's going to be a, a project I love Bruno Mars. I think he's a fantastic artist. I love his music. Um, definitely one of my favorite, one of my favorite singers out. I think he delivers every time he releases a project. Yeah, because he can really to. sing,
2: and he sings yeah. with his heart. Like and, he and sings and with his,
4: his music, gut, and his music is just fun to listen to. It's not. It's it's the right amount of ratchet involved, but it's like he does it so he does it so sophisticated that you could just enjoy the melodies the production everything and i from the time i heard about the anderson pack collab i was just like oh nah that's gonna be fire the drums is gonna be stupid i'm like nah when i saw the video this morning i got up and you know tiff she's also a huge bruno fan so she she sent it to me on messenger and when i heard it i was like oh nah this shit Sounds great. The production, the mixing, the mass, the whole the whole thing was just a, a great experience yeah. to hear, and it's good to just hear artists that are not rushing music, and you know the time right. was spent to put into it. So, yeah, I look. I'm looking forward to that.
3: Are there any two artists that y'all are looking forward to trying to do something like this in the future?
4: A collab project? Yeah, that,
3: um, that you think maybe would be as yeah. fire as
2: this. Um. First of all, I think Janae Aiko and her sound beautiful on records. So I I'm here for that. They
4: actually sound very similar. Janae is a yeah, little bit which, more a little bit more sexual than her, but yeah. Janae and they actually have very similar cadence. I was actually telling Tiff about that shit over the weekend. I was just like, yo, because she was listening to a her uh, a Janae record record, and I was just like, Yo, that sounds like mm-hmm. her. They actually have very, very similar cadence. So Well if we go in that route, yeah, I'd say summer. Summer
3: yeah, and right. Scissor, if we doing that,
4: what happened?
3: I said so if we go on that route, I'd say Summer and Scissor.
2: Oh shit! Oh, Summer Walker shit. and Scissor—they have similar cadences. Summer Walker and Scissor definitely—that would be a fire project.
4: I don't know if their styles would match. Scissor has a different style. They they sound similar, but Scissor has a yeah. Different, but I like, think different it, that, production choices. That's
3: the same as like Anderson Packing and Bruno. They they're not. They're not the same. Mm. They're not the same.
4: Not, not the same, not the same in terms of how they would choose to do it, but it's it's it, I guess it it just depends, yeah. Cuz Anderson Anderson production style is more similar to how Bruno first came out. When Bruno first popped, right. when you listen to Anderson stuff, that they have similar production styles. And I would say that Scissors
3: old music is similar to like Control to some extent. I mean SZA has leaned more into the I mean she came from like the weird land a little bit and then she went more poppy and now she's kind of back in weird land with the pop but um although they sing about the same thing just differently I do feel like there's a lot of similarity between the two that could overlap and even We don't if-
2: have we, we don't have old Kanye but if we had old Kanye back I would I would say I mean, actually, we might get old Kanye back because he's going through a motherfucking divorce. Oh my goodness! I hope this nigga. I hope he's somewhere in that bitch. That, Come on, that, get this Kanye, Kanye West a fucking keep, Big Sean. I'm, keep, I'm here for that. That would be lit. I'm here for that. I would say I'm here Con- for that.
4: Kanye
3: and Chance too. I was looking forward to them Kanye doing, doing that. Kanye and Chance. I can
4: see a b- good project actually. Okay. I can see that being a good project. Drake and Jay Z. Would
2: would that be something? You said who? Drake and Drake Jay-Z. You who? Jay Z. Drake and Jay I don't know
4: I don't know if I could hear them On a the whole yeah. album
2: Yeah I don't know Yeah I don't know no, If don't it know was
3: a 10-12 track album I, I'd be here for that Not, not, not no 16 If it was 10-12 I,
2: I, I could Wait time out Time out We still waiting for fucking J. Cole and Kendrick That's that, what the fuck We still waiting That
4: on. That's the one I mean it's proven that that would actually be a great project. So I could see that right. working out in any <laughs> right. type of situation. That will they be one of the greatest hip
2: hop collaborations of all time. Yeah. We will be talking about that shit I'm for like 20 waiting years. for
4: Kendrick to drop a new project, to be honest. It's yeah, we're ready for to Kendrick to drop a new project in general. So, yeah, Cole and Kendrick would definitely be a great cuz they're both versatile enough to fuck it up. So yeah. That's so,
3: sure. Speaking of high-list A-list celebrities, um <clears throat> Beyoncé's father was on a show Uh, Last week And he was asked Uh about Chloe Bailey And uh, I'm going to let the man Speak for himself And then we could talk about it on on the other side
1: Do you see the comparison Like the same thing that you saw in Young Beyonce Do you see that in Chloe Bailey
5: You got to be kidding me right You asking me that question Yes
3: This nigga looks highly disturbed right now He's not laughing with her Actually (laughs) serious That
0: you're Comparing that young lady to Beyoncé?
1: People say if there was anybody to play a biopic.
3: Okay, you're talking about if someone was doing a movie, not. Well, but no, people wise. compare
1: them. People do compare them. Talent-wise?
0: Are you telling me talent-wise, somebody is an idiot enough to compare her to Beyonce? <laughs> oh <Beyonce
2: was? laughs> no. <They're> literally
3: <laughs>
1: like a young Beyonce in the making. I'm asking you a yes
3: or no question.
2: Oh, oh shit, ah, idiot ah. enough to compare her to Beyonce talent vibes. But... She's very talented, but Beyonce's a a yes or a no. Are there people saying her talent is equal to Beyonce? They're idiots. idiot. Period.
3: Okay. Well <laughs> Yo <laughs> yo. I yo. Listen, <laughs> I don't agree. I don't one, I don't think I don't think that they're saying that they're a uh, they're comparing her to Beyonce now. So I think he kind of either misread the question or he just Shit. wanted to go down that route to just not have to answer the question correctly, but obviously Chloe is I mean, yeah, Chloe is 22. So at 22, Beyonce was pretty similar in the, in the sense Beyonce of,
2: Beyonce was still a Beyonce wasn't a single uh was Beyonce was still a part of Destiny's Child. She was not Beyonce yet. She was Beyonce a part of Destiny's Shop. Right. And at 22?
3: 22, yeah. Uh,
2: I, I nah, believe Dangerous so, yeah. Dangerously
4: Love was already out at 22.
3: Dangerously Love, I think, was... a. Uh, oh. I do think Oh, well, happening. okay. You we So that's she was breaking away. That's we don't when got she was to guess with, away. Okay. with our
4: little... You know what I mean? We got setups There's now. 20, 22, she was doing her first album. But if we had to compare Beyonce doing her first album to Chloe right now... Right now. It's, it's still a league of difference in a small sense but like, but Chloe didn't even a put difference.
3: out an album yet a, a singular album
4: no and i think that's why that's why i think he took a little bit of offense to it i i think Chloe is an is a talented young woman she's a producer she does a lot of different things she's great at what she does she's a great songwriter i'm pretty sure she's wrote some songs for Beyonce so i just think it's kind of interesting it's a hard question to answer from a certain point cuz you don't want to Downplay Chloe's talent. She's well, that's what I'm saying. People are not woman. an idiot
3: for comparing the two.
4: That's that's my only point. I think I think what he meant, what he misread the question was he's comparing Chloe now to Beyonce now. You feel I me? Mean? Right. Like, if you're I doing think that's that, then yes, you are idiot of a person to compare Chloe to Beyonce. Yeah, but nobody's doing now, that, and that yeah. wasn't the you feel question. Me? Like, I just feel yeah, like he like, wanted to
3: get that one off. Like that was not yeah, the question. <laughs> so he just went down that route for no reason.
2: Like that's I, a soundbite for life, though. That's a soundbite for yeah, life.
4: There's nobody you can compare to Beyonce in her current, <laughs> in yeah, her current form. Yeah, but listen, Beyonce wasn't always Beyonce,
3: though. We got to stop acting like no, she was that, always Beyonce, the queen. Like, yeah. when Dangerously in Love came listen. out, it was not... It was it was great. A lot of people enjoyed it, but it was not no cult classic like how we look at Beyonce now when she drops. Hold, when Beyonce on, dropped now, on. it was
2: crazy. What album... We, we got to get this straight for the record. What album, fellas... Did Beyonce become Beyonce? Was it Dangerously in Love? Was it B Day? I'm, I'm I'm missing I another think one. Was B-day. I, I what think was the probably, album? I think probably it was Probably
4: B Day or four. It's, it's one of Sasha Fierce. It's between, Honestly, it's be- bro, after B Day, all of them shit's kind of slapped. I feel like after B Day, shit, yeah, shit got
2: crazy. It was B Day. After the B Day, shit got crazy. Sasha B-day.
4: Fierce was a fire program. B Day is, is what pushed her from being a B-day. superstar into an icon.
2: B day, bro. B day had irreplaceable, I believe, on it.
4: Bro, B day had single ladies. <laughs> B day had yo. B day was alarm. stupid. B day had a lot of shit.
2: B day had, had bangers. Deja B-day, vu, ring the
3: alarm. Deja irreplaceable, vu. beautiful liar. Get me bodied. Uh, beautiful yeah.
2: liar was a crossover record too. That, she did a remix with that shit.
4: Get me bodied is a cr- is a. B-Day was a project B-Day Yeah it was B-Day That, that really crossed the B- over B-Day to... pushed her, over yeah, her. B-Day yeah. Sasha Fierce it was, was another good album Then 4 she had listened on there the, the same bracket With the fucking Aretha Franklin's And these other women a like Whitney Houston's the And legendary. shit yeah Yeah she yeah. crossed Into the legendary At 4 and Upgrade that, you on, she on that one Like like, what she does.
3: like B-Day Like damn near 9 out of the The Fucking 13 Oh she had even more Shits on there On the She had a whole bunch Of shit um, But no, yeah, B-Day had like nine slaps out of 13 Sheesh. or whatever the hell it was. So, it's a
4: great project.
3: You know what I mean? Like, yeah, B-Day was the one that kind of really people started to look at Beyonce and say...
2: Second album. Okay, so second album. Yeah, okay, right. she's a superstar
3: now. And then Sasha Fierce... That added to it. Let's see what was on Sasha Fierce. Let's see if I could pull that up. Sasha Fierce had um,
2: "If I Was a Boy," which was which was a different type single of single. Also, I think Sasha
4: Fierce had "Who Run the World." I think that was part of Sasha Fierce. Halo,
2: really? It had oh, Halo, uh, Ego,
3: Sweet Dreams, Halo, Fire record, Broken Hearted Girl, Video Phone. That was with Nicki. Video Ooh, Phone. That was her. Video dog, Phone right. was a
2: fire record.
3: Yeah. So yeah, she had slaps on that one. You and know it what's was funny about it. it? If here.
4: Gaga had really stayed on track of what she was doing, Gaga would probably be the only next person to compete with Beyonce right now. Well, you know I, what? At one point, I Gaga was bigger
3: than Beyonce. She I feel like I feel like at one level. point Gaga was bigger. Nah, no, Gaga got bigger. I,
4: if, I think they were bigger. on the same level. I would put them right. at I think when, Gaga was a little bit bigger because she has a, a bigger audience. When but, Video
3: Phone came out, Gaga was a bigger artist than Beyonce.
4: That, that, that yeah, was... She had white America behind her. Yeah, I mean
2: she definitely <laughs> She had black America singing her shit too though.
4: Yo, honestly, bro, white America is really oblivious. I was in a studio session last <laughs> week with this with this dude, and this nigga didn't know about 106 in park.
2: Oh nah. And I looked oh, at him shit. and I was just oh, like nah. he gotta go. He gotta I was go.
4: just like, how don't you know about 106 in Park?
2: So let me like, get this Whoa. straight. He 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 didn't know about 106 in Park, but you knew about TRL. You knew about VH1, you knew about Behind the Music, Me, you yo, knew these, about MTV2, but that white
4: people yep. they don't they oh, weren't paying no attention, bro. They just watched. Why would TV they? Because
3: MTV. they are looking at us as a subculture and they don't wonder why we we like we're not subculture, we are the culture and it's we because are, legit. they don't they ignore all of the things that black people have done until it's time for them to then acknowledge it and when they do it's like oh snap this is cool braids what are these and they try to make it seem like this some new shit but it's it's not that all right so so yeah we we had we have one deep conversation about relationships and we're about to get into another um toby and fat we all know Mm. them toby is has been herald for his new uh music and he's been doing like a lot during the pandemic, a lot of different forms of rap that are kind of like culturally relevant. And he sat down with Erica Badu and they had a little bit of a conversation regarding how his relationship is so strong. And I thought there was some amazing things said. Um, so let's let's play a little bit of that.
5: I beside you. I'm, I'm lightweight scared of her.
3: <laughs> I'm lightweight scared no, of her took me. What know. do you
5: have to be doing, fat Come on. to make Toby take you everywhere? Come on! I'm talking about even on the stage. Yes. It has to be an explanation. I really think it stems from a really solid friendship. Yeah. And this is before he was doing music and he was in a, a real dirt, transition in his life. Sure.
1: She mean I was broke. <laughs>
5: I yes, no, broke. yes, broken, yes you were. But yeah. I saw the, his work ethic and his ambition, yeah. and so he saw that unconditional love. Like, I loved him with nothing.
1: It's rare to find somebody that loves your stinky draws.
5: Yeah. Mm-hmm. The chemistry is beautiful yeah. and, and undeniable. I think because you had to be awfully secure yeah. in order to hold someone. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: What y'all think
4: Why? about that? I mean, I've been telling y'all niggas this for what it seems like a couple of years. I told y'all niggas all the time. The relationship has to have a friendship before everything. If the friendship ain't tight, and me me and Tiff talk about this shit all the time, and we joke about it a lot. We're like, yo, if we break up today, we will still be best friends. Mm -hmm. Because even though, even if me and her ever break up, it won't be because we can't get along it'll be more so because of maybe trust and intimacy loss but the friendship won't die because the the relationship was built off a strong friendship to begin with right and you know me and her are away this weekend and you know when you when you when when you, you you get back that alone time you get reminded of why you're with this person Mm. you know and a lot of things got reignited in terms of we we got to have deeper conversations we talked we laughed and you get to just realize that yo like this is why i fuck with you like this is why we're still together because we could literally be with each other and crack each other up and loyalty is also a big part of it man a lot of people just don't know how to be loyal you feel me like you gotta know like you if you're not in it for the long run you're not in it for the long run. If you're loyal to that person, you're loyal to that person. And it will come back and, you know, love is a funny thing, man. We all talk about it. It's this wondrous thing that happens. You got to figure it out. And y'all know nothing is perfect, but you just got to figure out how to make it work and come back to the root of what makes it work. You feel I me? Mean? Whenever you're having issues within your relationship, figure out what the root is that makes it work. And as long as you stick to that root, everything else could get sorted out. Y'all talk through it. Y'all figure it out. Y'all discuss it. Compromises will be met. But if you stick to the root of what makes it work, then you know the person is worth sticking it out with. So, yeah, a strong friendship, y'all. Build that, secure it, and understand why that friendship works. And, yeah, you have a lifelong partner.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think for us single, single niggas here, me and Distinguished, uh well, I'm single with a girlfriend.
4: <laughs> single, yeah, that nigga single with a girlfriend. <laughs> but
3: <laughs> hey, 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 single niggas here. Um, I think it it is something. When I saw that, I just automatically it was powerful. You know, like my best relationship was that it was someone that I and I even don't think we still got to the level of best friendship that they did. Uh, before we got together But we were we. Let me not say that I'm downplaying it We were definitely best friends um, And that was my best relationship And I do feel like It made me reflect on You know maybe why um, As of now It seems harder And as, obviously as you get older It's harder to be best friends With someone that you met You know You just met them And now they're coming Mm -hmm. with all their traumas. They're coming with all their baggage. And literally, like, you don't get to grow with them. And sometimes with relationships, you do need to grow with somebody to kind of come together. Um, But it made me think about it a little bit. And I I did kind of come to a conclusion that a lot of times where I was in a situation and it didn't work out. It was because we were on different planes when it comes to how long it takes to get to know each other to then move forward to that space where it's like we got to build this unit that's super tight and close. As you know, I like to date for a long period of time. I like to to sit on it a little bit, observe the person. I don't even think I get to know a person until after six months. Um, but obviously for a lot of other people, their time frame is much shorter. And so what I think ends up happening in my situations is when I'm sitting there thinking, okay, well, we hit one little milestone They're sitting there and they're like, nigga, we hit this milestone and like what are we doing? We need to be in a relationship and really trying to build or not. And I'm like, let's build the friendship. And I'm starting to think that people just don't know how to do that nowadays. Like they don't know how to be friends when they are romantically interested in somebody. It's automatically this expectation of a certain type of romance. And then once we hit this milestone with romance invested then now we have to be together but I'm like no we have to click as friends we have to be able to call each other up be able to crack on some shit know what type of movies we like and I know some people feel like that should be part of the relationship too and I agree there should be things that you learn in a relationship because that dynamic should change things to some extent but that component of friendship I think is really important even pre-relationship.
4: I agree. I agree hundred percent. D,
3: what about you?
2: Yeah, man. Listen, man. Every time I listen to that clip, like I said, that's think that's my first time getting even that far to it. I think like the first twelve, fourteen seconds into that clip when you sent that shit to me last week, a nigga was at work crying in fucking uniform. A niggas walking by didn't know what the fuck was going on. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this nigga? Um, but that that shit that that shit hit a nigga like a ton of bricks. Cause mm. I was like, that's some that's some shit that I want, and I feel like that's low key, like some shit that I got robbed of because maybe I wasn't as open or fluid or transparent or however the fuck Toby is with Fat or however the fuck Fat is with Toby because I've been following that specific couple for like two and a half years before everybody else really seeing them how they seeing them nigga I was seeing them right. when they was doing twist uh they was doing she was doing his hair every Sunday every Sunday he would drop a freestyle right every right, fucking right. Sunday so um you know just to see their trajectory because it was just them two it, it was him at first then it was him and her then it was him her and um they brought in their other friend who was also a producer she was making being then by the time you know it, they fucking wearing flip-flops and fucking uh yeah. socks every fucking way and they they branded the fuck out of it. First, I thought it was just for one video, two video. Then I saw him. He threw shit at a football field, a state. I was like, oh yeah, he he taken off. And every time he did something, he included her in it. You know, one right. of my friends sent me his proposal video too Fat. That shit had me fucked up. They said, I, you know, we we I know you'd appreciate this because you're a marriage officiant. I was just like, damn. Like just to see them do what they do was really inspiring and powerful. Like Xab said, and I know deep down inside, yes. D flow has been been a big brother in terms of pushing that advice. Uh, podcast episodes, years in the fucking making. You know what I mean? You take it back to original 2016 when we first started this shit. And D Flow always stressed that in the the earliest stages. Anytime we would talk about relationships and relationship dynamics and what that looks like, you know, having a having a, a, a solid friendship as a foundation is key. Um and I think a lot of people get it you know, twisted and fucked yeah. up because the I, expectation be so high.
4: I'll say one thing. Um, and it's not until you were saying it, just now like it, it it made a little bit more sense in my mind. I think one of the big reasons why when me and the wife go through our situations and we're not in the same page, one of the reasons why we're able to actually talk shit out is because when it's time to get to that part, the fact that we have uh, a more... The way we communicate, we actually talk like we're best friends. So when Mm. me and her really get into, like, these fusses or we actually get to sit down and have these conversations, the dynamic of the conversation shifts from husband and wife to, yo, like, this is what's bothering me right now. We got to figure this shit out. And we start Mm. talking like we're homies. And, you know, we're actually able to hash a lot of shit out because, the yo, you're my wife. You got to do this, this, and that. And I know when I'm on the show, I stress a lot of things about what I expect from my partner. But at the same time, if you have a friend, nigga, we're friends. We expect things of each other. You feel me? If I can't call you out, or if we can't have a conversation, even if me and you are not in agreement about some shit, the fact that we can have a conversation, that's what makes the friendship work. You feel me? Say that. So as partners, a lot of times when me and her go through our stuff, you get past the fluff of what husband and wife has to do with it. You get to the point where you're just like, yo, like I want, this is what I expect from you, or this is what you expect from me and why I have a problem with that. And we could we can go forward with it. And the conversation goes a lot further. You feel me? Because then the barrier that gets set up in the husband and wife type of situation, we know each other well enough that we can hash through it. And you know, nothing is ever sweet. I'm pretty sure their relationship isn't sweet. But what makes it work for them is the fact that when it's time for them to work shit out, they can sit and have real conversations right. because certain boundaries have been knocked down because the, the relationship was built around getting to know each other. And that's what make a lot of long term relationships work. Long term relationships, like at least the people that I know around me that are in 25 year, 30 year marriages. They deal with each other at a different pace. You feel me? Like, sometimes romance goes a different way, but the foundation that makes them work, can you make your partner smile at any given moment? You feel me? Can you make your partner, can you make, can your partner sit down and talk to you about things that they might feel uncomfortable about, that they could really brush into? Do you know your partner well enough that you could be like, yo, I know she on some shit right now, but... We'll figure that shit out later. We know we could get through this shit right now because you know when your partner is on some bullshit and you're going to be like, yeah, she's on her bullshit right now, but you know what? Uh, I, I know how to win her over when it's time for me to win her over. You feel me? And vice versa because sometimes we as men, we go through our funks too, niggas. We got to admit it, niggas be having mood swings sometimes. Sometimes a nigga really don't be in the mood for some you know, bullshit. No, my moods and I think, crazy.
2: And I think for me, that has been detrimental to not just friendships but intimate relationships because... When I'm on a hundred in like a good way, like focus shows, uh, poetry, performing, the uh, emails, you get in a whole different vibration from distinguished. Right. But if a nigga's in his mood, nigga just lost his job. Nigga just got fired from his job. A nigga uh, is not really talking to one of his parents right now. Uh, my job is playing with my hours. Um. I'm not making as much money as I was from the job before. You're going to get a whole, you're going to get a lower vibration of Distinguish. Absolutely. And I've been trying to figure out from 2019 actually up until now, I feel like towards the end of 2020, a nigga actually figured it out. So I said it, I don't know if I said it in the way I'm about to say it now, whoever I fucking end up with, whether it's, back in a monogamous relationship or whether it's polygamy or whatever the fuck it is or however we define it, that person on God is probably going to get the best version of myself. Everybody else, yes, would have felt like they was robbed because I think all of that shit had to happen for me to get to this point. Now, obviously, there's more growing to do, but at this stage in the game, I've grown enough where I know putting my best foot forward into a future relationship. All of the other shit that was happening in relationships prior, shit, the only shit you got to worry about is if I actually can't do what it is you're asking me to do. Other than that, being transparent, being honest, being around your family, wanting to be around your friends, um, wanting to help you do whatever, you know, wanting to go with you somewhere that I may not necessarily want to go to, but I know it's going to make you happy, so I'm going to go. That version of me, whoever has that is superbly blessed because the other version of me was there's a whole bunch of wishy-washy every once in a while. It looks like it's going good. Then you fucking hit a fork in the road, and then it's like, yeah, I'm out for the next three, four months. And then you start to wonder, damn, can I really still see myself with this nigga? It's looking shaky. It's looking a bit unstable. The table looked good when I got it at the store. And it's missing a motherfucking foot. The nigga said he'll fix it, but he ain't fixed that shit. I don't know often take a key. I've arrived. That that revelation ladies. was
3: beautiful, brother. Let me give you a round of applause. <laughs> I've arrived, ladies, okay? No, and I, I think on the flip side, I think for me, um, I'm a nonchalant dude, right? So, um, and some think that I probably am emotionally suppressed in terms of oh. like shit don't Like shit that's supposed to, I guess I'm supposed to react to a certain type of way or I think sometimes individuals think that, again, at a certain frame, there's a certain version of affection that they can unlock and I just think that it takes longer for me. Um, But acknowledging that and working on that, I think has kind of, you know what I mean, let people kind of, I guess, feel a little bit more comfortable With me because I am trying to be more vulnerable in ways that I think people appreciate, and in that light, I do think that there has been some growth on my end. Um, But it doesn't change the fact that I am a nonchalant nigga. Like everybody knows, like even when I get riled up, is one is brief, and I'm still not even really riled up. I'm not mad. I don't think anybody has truly seen me upset. I think maybe one time Flo seen me upset. And that was that was a whole nother type of situation. Niggas is talking stupid for no reason. But, like, other than that, like, it's very rare that I'm, like, super emotional about anything in either way. Up, down, whatever, unless I'm entertaining. That is the one time you'll see me really giving energy out to the crowd. You go to a live show for dad hats and bow ties. That is the one time I think y'all see me, like, really laughing, joking, crazy, crazy, with the audience, or, or being super expressive about, like, oh shit, that nigga wild. Like you don't see that on a normal right. from me. It, it's it's when nah. I'm entertaining is when you'll see stuff like that. Um, and I that's what I guess I appreciate about my friends is because they don't they don't ask for that extra shit out of like they don't ask you know yo X you're not you know I I wish you were doing more da 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 I wish you called me more I wish you this this like they appreciate that it's like nah you chill nigga he does da 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 when I do get a call from ex, it's probably going to be an entertaining, fun-ass call, but it has to be kind of in the energy because if I get X and he don't want to be on the phone, I'm going to get, yo, yeah, what's up? Uh, <laughs> All right, yeah, that's it? All right, I'm going to talk to you later. Like, I'm going to get the thing that's going to make me feel like he's dismissing me, but it's not that. It's just mm. the energy isn't there. The vulnerability that you may be looking for is not there 24-7. you calling me thinking you want to be sitting on the phone with me and I'm going to be cracking jokes like I do on the podcast for five hours and it's not going to happen because I compartmentalize it much differently. So I think that that's something that I've been working on, but that's the area of growth for me. So um, for us to get to D-Flow's amazing plateau of best friendship with his partner, you know what I mean? We on this journey hey man, together, it's, Distinguish.
4: It's been a journey. I ain't going to sit down here and tell you it's been all roses and fucking violets, nigga. Like it's been a journey, <laughs> it's been a growth pride y'all niggas though because sometimes i'll be calling and, and and talking to y'all and whatnot so at the end of the day it's it's never an easy path like getting to this point in the game isn't an easy path but you gotta just you know you gotta just either either you're in it for the long run or you're not you feel me like i i'm you know i'm at a point in my relationship now where we're just trying to keep it stable we're trying to be more honest with each other you feel me because sometimes you you get reality checks in certain ways. So, you know, you gotta just constantly find new ways to evolve, constantly find different ways to compromise, constantly find a new way to see. Cause we all grow. We're all still getting weird. Like with this thing we said, we're like, we're still growing. We're still learning ourselves. You feel Facts. me? Like people change, circumstances change. I'm mm-hmm. changing into a different person. Over the weekend, my wife just told me something about myself that she noticed over the last couple of months and she's just like like this is something new that I'm noticing you're doing now and I'm just like word and I was just like I guess you know you adapt. You move differently things change <laughs> your lifestyle said, I change. <laughs> I mean I, I I didn't pay attention to it because when you're living in your own moment things are happening. Your right. mentality is changing. You wouldn't even realize it. You feel I me? Mean? Like you're just right. like well I'm just moving as the days go along. Mm-hmm. And she's just like nah like True. I noticed certain things about you And one of the things she told me, like, I'll tell y'all because I don't, I don't, this is something I don't have to keep super private. One of the things she told me, she was just like, yo, I noticed that nowadays when you're annoyed about something, rather than waiting, you mention it right then and there. Mm
2: -hmm. Like, if I see
4: something that bothers me, I don't wait to talk about it no more. Like, So you used to
2: wait before?
4: I used to wait until, until it was a right time for us to speak on it. But I realized in the past, I used to wait, and it might not be the right time to talk about it. You feel me? Like, I would wait until mm. I feel like talking about it. And now she might I'd have been be over like, the shit by that time. Yeah, like, I, I nip it now, and I mention it now when it's fresh. when it's, when it's I feel like nowadays, I just feel like, you know what? It's bothering, I'm going to say. But I'm not going to make a scene out of it, because at the time it bothers me, I'm still in a calm state of mind. So rather than waiting until I'm upset, and I bring it up, and it becomes a scene... I could bring it up when I'm still kinda calm and it, it's it's a simple conversation. You feel me? So um and that it's been a good thing. You feel me? Like I, I, I just think of it like, you know what, this is something that I wanna do. And I guess as I'm getting older, it's just something that I feel it's only I'm I'm at a point in my life where I'm just like the less stress the better. <laughs> like so that's where I'm at with it.
3: Y'all know what time it is. <laughs> red meat
0: oh, We're man.
3: We're not going to let Joe it Biden was... and Kamala
0: Harris cut America's meat. <laughs>
3: yeah, that shit never gets old for me. Ah, uh, no. welcome to our politics segment. And I've been waiting to talk about this shit all week. Um, and then we, we'll get close to wrapping the show up. But have y'all been following this Governor Cuomo
2: situation? Listen, it's just been turning from bad to worse. It's, it's not looking good. I feel like this is a political hit job. I'm um,
3: I'm if no yeah. one's gonna say it, I'm gonna be the one to say it. Some people might hate me for that take, but this shit is not making any sense to me. And it's just way too convenient. And the allegations has anybody dug into them? Besides me, have y'all
4: looked into these allegations I, I, that are being
2: thrown I haven't, against this man, what, I haven't dug into the the alleg- Yeah, yeah, I haven't dug into it at all. No,
4: I, I've done so, a little bit of digging because I was just like, "Yo, let's this this nigga was on chill mode the whole time, and then all of a sudden this nigga get hit with like seven allegations slapped as like in his face." I was just like, "What the <laughs> fuck is going on here? What is? So, I'm just like, is it? Are they?" Is this some type of ploy or scheme to just get this nigga out of office? Like I don't I'm It has to sure. be, bro.
3: I'm like, like, why? I'm looking at the allegations. So one allegation, let's let's talk about them individually. One allegation is that he was at dinner with a staffer, and at the dinner he asked her about being with an older man, if she ever been with an older man or would she oh, wanna yeah. be with I an heard. older man.
2: Heard about now, that
3: one. That is inappropriate. I, I I agree that's inappropriate, especially um during the workplace. But that is still not enough to be telling this nigga to resign, in my opinion. That that's not enough to tell that's enough to be like, yo, this nigga did something he shouldn't have did. And there should be one, I think we need some new terminology because as soon as niggas hear sexual harassment. It sounds like some crazy shit didn't happen. He didn't grab the staffer's ass at the job. He didn't told the staffer, yo, if you want to rock with me for forever, you got to suck this dick. But right. saying something like that, although inappropriate, to me, is not the craziest thing in the world. The
4: other... I mean, Go ahead. Uh, I think that, to me, that's still like a, a casual, almost like a casual conversation. Huh? I don't think... I don't know. To me, it's not... It's inappropriate Sure Is it sexual harassment? Under the letter Under the letter of the law It is
3: But that's where That's where I kind of have a little bit This gray area is too gray for me Because I know it sounds weird when people say it But it's literally in the letter of the law That sexual harassment Is pretty much determined By the person who brings the allegation So Mm. Like, Uh-oh. so uh, to give a good instance before people think, you know, they try to kill me or think that I'm saying something um, that's not true. Let's take an a instance of, because this is also an allegation against him. Um, there's an allegation that one of the women, uh, they were at a hotel, I think out of town or whatever. And she's, he asked her to stop by or something like that. And when she stopped by, he pulled her in close and gave her a kiss on the cheek. Now, oh no, kissed her hand. Now, okay. Kissing somebody on the hand is a greeting and has been a greeting for a long period of time. Right? This is true. Now, if someone kisses me on the hand and I feel uncomfortable and I work with them, I can file sexual harassment. Okay. However, however, it becomes a gray area now, right? Because that person can then say, "Oh, that that's a greeting." That I'm used to doing with with different people, blase, blah. Right now, then I should get they should get warned, right? Okay, like yo at the workplace, don't kiss nobody on their hand, blase, blah. Right, but let's lose use something that's more relatable for us, right? And this has happened to me on multiple occasions I, under under the letter of the law of sexual harassment. I've been sexual harassed all my life, okay. But <laughs> kissing on the cheek, right? There have been plenty of times. Where I've had female co-workers come to me and without my consent, kiss me on the cheek. Now, I don't give a fuck. And I do think most men don't give a fuck when things like that happen. But I could have filed sexual harassment for that. Now, most people would have wow. looked at me and said, nigga, for real? Like, wow, you really? Now, maybe if I was a married man. I'd, I'd think about it a little bit more. Maybe I'd be a little bit more because I didn't want my wife thinking something crazy's going on. But I understand why it's still kind of like up to me to feel uncomfortable. I'm not saying that that shouldn't be the case. But when we lump all of it as sexual harassment, when it is inappropriate mm. behavior at the workplace, it makes it like, people are screaming for this nigga to resign right now. And I'm like, Every allegation that has come out so far hasn't made me go, oh, nah, this nigga was wilding like he gots the go. Now I'm not saying that the people who are bringing the allegations shouldn't feel how they feel. I'm not, I'm not the litmus test for that. But what I am saying is, we need to find a a line, a better line as to, nah, this is this is enough that this nigga's out of here. And are are we willing to draw that line at kissing a nigga on the cheek? Because mm. there's mad people that do that. Are we going to draw the line and somebody gives me a hug and, like, I didn't want the hug from them, so now it's like they got to resign because that was inappropriate
4: behavior? Like, yeah, what are we doing? Nah, I guess if I don't know the person, like, if I don't know you and you just call to me and be like, on <laughs> the cheek, I'm going to just be like, okay, you feel me? I'm not. I, I, I'm not. I don't think. Like I said, with like men is not as as a, as much of a common thing. So I wouldn't take no offense to the. And it the only problem
3: I have with that is that does leave us at a, as a at a disadvantage under the letter of the law because you're not going to have men. I I guarantee all three of us have had unwarranted kisses on the cheek,
2: unwarranted hugs, unwarranted grabs at times. Yeah, definitely grabs at 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 my job. I work in corporate America. Niggas is grabbing your hand touching um your waist um you know giving you a pound or like trying to like like do something to make you do something so i've that got they massages like you guys yeah yeah so, so i don't say shit and i and i
3: get it again i'm not yeah. saying that someone shouldn't be able to complain if that is happening because there, are, there obviously are going to be situations where that is blatant sexual harassment a nigga keep coming up to you every day and he rubbing your shoulders like mmm you know, we got to hang out after work sometime. And that's not what you trying to deal with. Yeah, you should be able to bring that up and and that be an issue where that person now gets called in for whatever. But the problem right now is all a nigga has to do is just drop the allegation, sexual harassment, and it not even be that much to it. And niggas is telling this nigga to resign. Like, and I'm not yeah. I'm not here to defend the nigga. I don't know him personally, so I'm not going to defend him in that capacity but this idea of this gray space of just sexual harassment and then that's it now it's just
4: no matter what the quote-unquote harassment is yeah i don't i mean what if that question he asked with that girl was a hypothetical what if it, they were having a conversation and she said something along the line like, yeah you know dating men my age and he was just like so you wouldn't date an older man and you know it's like if the conversation was being had in that direction that I don't even want to go into that. I'm glad glad you
3: brought that up because there is a clip of something else that once these allegations came up, they tried to start killing him for, and we can listen to it and I guess make our own conclusions as to what we thought was happening here. Let me just pull this shit up real quick. So he was eating; they were eating uh, with staffers. I don't eat the whole sandwich. Yeah. Okay. Who made sausage? I
0: made
5: the whole sandwich. It wasn't like this.
0: 20
3: years ago it was when so right now there's a dude he came up to the table i guess he's a, a waiter and Cuomo called him to the table and was like get her the sandwich cuz she oh, said she could you. eat a whole sandwich thank you. he's a big ass like sausage sandwiches
5: yeah. Eat the whole sausage in
3: front of you but I'm definitely gonna eat it so now she's sitting next to him with the sausage
1: <inaudible> you know where we're going? You know,
0: the he's introducing her
1: <inaudible>
3: his daughter's right next to him so he introduced him to the daughter.
1: Do- introduce her to his daughter oh, yeah, there you go. That's a, I think that's a fair trade.
3: She takes up the the the, the, the sausage and puts it in the picture. <laughs>
4: That's right. So
0: if you throw
1: my, my golden ticket. it's not as easy to eat this in front of
0: all these cameras as you make this thing. Well, that's right. That's now you your have animals feel.
4: <laughs> not only do you have to eat the sausage, that's but you a, have to. that's part of the, the, being the
0: governor, right? Like, yeah. Well, there is a course when you
4: get elected to office. They have a course called eating on camera and then eating on camera while talking to colleagues. Don't do that. I haven't passed that course yet. That's exactly
0: right. I need to make sure
3: that I don't... So niggas found that clip and they said that in that clip he was being nasty and he was making sexual innuendos about eating a a whole sausage. So this is is
2: all the fuck I'm going to say, okay? This is fucking badass and bow Now, I think I want to say for the last maybe two, maybe two episodes, or, or maybe even three, I haven't been as outrageous as I could have been in previous episodes with I, the I fucking wild Don't jokes. Don't get us canceled. I've been a bit laid back, honestly speaking. If I'm speaking for myself, okay, I haven't been that you, crazy. You might just be
3: speaking for I, yourself because it sounds like you might. Right. Be
2: <laughs> <some wild> however, <laughs> however. <laughs> However, we can't fucking act like niggas in government or niggas in political seats and powers. You mean to tell me that these niggas got to walk a straight, narrow, thin line even when they're out socializing? Get the entire fuck out. I want you to fucking swallow a sausage in front of me now because you're a fucking idiot, okay? Beyonce father's voice. You're a fucking idiot. Okay.
3: Well, look. The crazy part is the young woman wasn't upset. She she because right right. She said I mean, she they, came out after and said, "Yo, we were just socializing they're and socializing.
4: having fun." Yeah, so a nigga can't be humorous. A nigga these right. Niggas, we can't we can't crack jokes no more. So right. No if jokes. The young lady didn't take offense to what he was doing. She was having a good old time, and she came out she, afterwards and said, "Yo, that whole situation y'all dug up."
3: I'm cool with it Like uh, nothing crazy Was happening there Oh shit there. Killed, Killed it like,
4: Finished Done We're having fun We're just playing around Like okay the sausage Because of the 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 sausage It could have been The word sausage But, but the original
3: thing sausage it, there. The original thing he said is Yo you can't eat that whole sandwich And then they changed it to sausage I think she said sausage first She might have said He oh, might have said Oh wow okay But it, it wasn't like He was sitting there like Oh I want to see you Eat a sausage baby like, <laughs> he
2: probably, he probably looked at it like, yo, that shit is not in a sexual way. Like, yo, are you sure you can stomach that? That's, That's what he was saying at first. To, yeah, you might have to eat that shit in pieces. Like, I don't fucking know. have to, I don't know. Because they were, I guess she was, she must have, I don't know.
3: I wasn't there. But it seemed like she was clowning him about it taking him however long to eat the sausage. And he was like, right. let's see you eat the whole sausage then.
2: Right. Like, you eat that shit because I, I, don't, I don't, I can't fucking, it's, you know what I mean? It's a lot.
4: That nigga fucked up for COVID and then won that nigga out of office. That's just
2: that right. There. I think well no,
4: I mean
3: he's been in power for ten years and De Blasio one so one of the accusers is de Blasio staffer. One of his staffers. Oh his wow. current staff. Okay. And de Blasio and him obviously don't fuck with each other. And De Blasio It recently came out that he might make a long shot bid to become governor of New York City in the
0: future. Oh,
3: I think fuck. this is a political oh. hit job. I, again, if if something crazy, crazy comes out, I will be the first in line to retract what I said. But I feel like all these allegations don't really amount to nothing that is... Like, everybody's screaming, egregious, disgusting. And I'm like, yo, th- this is what a lot of people <laughs> do on an everyday basis, men and women. Every day. I've seen women hit on niggas in the office all the time. And if it becomes uncomfortable... Then, an allegate, then Then you should go and you should make an allegation and that person should be spoken to. Like, yo, right? so-and-so wasn't rocking with you flirting with them the other day. I don't know why you thought that was appropriate at the work office. You know what our policies are about flirting. Don't do it again. And if the nigga does it again, then cool. You getting written up or you getting fired. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But if I'm sitting here with you and I make a joke and I don't even know I offended you and then, couple years later you come out and say yeah i was offended and it was inappropriate i don't i don't know what the angle is and i only feel like this tends to happen to people who are public figures and again we all know that this can go both ways we all know that there are nasty niggas out there that are doing using the letter of the law to get away with doing some really nasty disgusting shit and it's starting to seem a little bit like there are people out here who have motivations and they know that saying sexual harassment is a quick and easy way to get some nigga to be in some hot water. And I just think we need to find a bit of a better line to tote where we can affi- uh, like officially say, yo, this is crossing the line. Because we're in this weird space. It- it's kind of crazy. Um. Final thing we we'll, we'll talk about before we wrap up: Meghan Merkel, uh, had an interview with Oprah Winfrey. And oh
2: yeah, that shit was wild.
3: They spoke about the royal kingdom,
4: um, and she basically said that these niggas is racist. <laughs> Don't talk, Yo, I haven't watched that interview yet, so I'm watching that shit. Actually, I'm gonna watch it either tonight or tomorrow.
2: If you wanna but, watch. Um, if you want to watch it, watch it. Follow the YouTube channel called Good Morning Britain because that's the channel that I follow these days now. It's, it's a United Kingdom platform. I mean, watch I have a snippet, have the but whole interview on I'm, it.
4: I'm not
3: going to play the snippet. Yeah. I guess is that is that what you're requesting, Flo? <laughs> I would kindly appreciate that, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, does this surprise anybody though that these niggas is racist? No,
2: no, <laughs> no. I mean, I mean, saying that shit. this is reality. <laughs> I I said this already. As y'all know, one of my favorite Netflix series of all time is the is is The Crown, and The Crown talks about the rise and power of Queen Elizabeth II, who is still in fucking power, and she's in her nineties now. Um, the last season for me was the most triggering season because the last seat, yeah, well, yeah. First of all, I'm getting goosebumps even talking about this shit. I honestly think, and then after I saw the the, the series. I started to watch a documentary on her. I started like when she died in the nineties, I think it was ninety seven or ninety eight, D. Flo, you could correct me if I'm wrong. My parents, yeah, my mom said she remembers because my mom said when she died, I think my mom was celebrating her wedding, um, like her like her first year of being married. Cause I moved to Queens in ninety eight. And I think my parents got married in ninety seven. So my mom remembers that day like it was yesterday. And she was like, yo, they killed that girl. And as I was watching the documentary on her, as I was watching the Netflix series, I think they killed her. And I think deep down inside that, I don't know if it's hatred. I'm probably going to use animosity, which kind of means the same thing. But the anger that Harry carried when he was a child up until now, D. Flow he never let it go, and I think when he got his wife, it it took that to another. He was like, "Yo, y'all niggas killed my mom's. Y'all niggas ain't gonna kill my fucking wife." So I'm gonna make sure before it get crazy, I'm gonna exclude myself from the royal family because Harry don't even fuck with his grandma. If we keep he don't fuck with the queen. His other brother do. He don't fuck with the queen at all. Well, what and she don't fuck with him. Well, what Harry did say is is that.
3: The um the queen is not the one who did who said um whatever racist remarks about what color will your son be or whatever um so he did say that Harry I mean he did say that that Queen Elizabeth was not the one who said that so she he excluded her but but it does not negate that it does not
2: negate the what? Yeah. the but royal so, bro, family they in totality. Racist, they
4: want- they yeah. would have gotten rid of that whole Commonwealth system years ago, decades ago, bro. Like, at the end of the day, their these people's power was built on 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 racism and and slave trade and all this extra shit. Like, they've, they they've come to power. All those nice mahogany houses and mahogany furniture. There ain't mm-hmm. no mahogany in fucking England, my nigga. Like, they got that <laughs> shit from the Caribbean, bro. You know. Particularly mine, because you know Belize and, and Belize, Guatemala yeah. and them had the, uh-huh. the, the abundance of mahogany, right? So right. you know, I ain't even want to go on. That's a triggering conversation because what they what they've okay. done, the, how that how that came to be, like the purpose, the whole Garifuna tribe came there because of that. At the end of the day, these people have their ways. That royal bloodline have their way. We grew up in respect for them because we were taught to do that but at the end of the day for you to get independence from these from these from from them is not an easy procedure and if they wanted all these countries to have independence they would have done it already right so you know it is what it is but racism shouldn't be nothing surprising for people for these rich white people sitting you don't see not one <laughs> black folks you
3: know what <laughs> I mean There's not one yeah. black person there so Yeah,
2: so it is what it is, man. What's the tough knot, broski? The tough knot is sometimes when you are pushed to the edge, it's not the edge.
3: What would dad say? Dad would say we have way more in common than we do have differences. Um, And to lead us out, you know what I mean? We got got a, a special message. Um from no other than Tahiri. As to give me a better oh,
0: life.
5: Boy. And I come to a resort and I sit at a dinner table and I get a menu and I'm staying at Sanctuary in Kaukana. And I get this menu, right? So on the because menu because of COVID, you don't get a menu, so you have to like download
0: right
3: the, right.
5: the menu mm-hmm. and the menu says the first item on there says peasant salad. What? Peasant. <laughs> <laughs> what the f- is a peasant salad?
0: Yo,
3: she was dead upset I'm about confused.
5: this. Sanctuary, Kapgana, wherever the f- I am, that I bust my mother ass f- to come here to eat so y'all n- can give me a mother f- salad that says peasant salad. And Listen, at this
3: point, I'm convinced salad, people are just combo. trying to find things to be Celebrate upset auditions. about and get a viral auditions. moment over.
0: That,
3: what we- that's what I think is happening now. This is another episode of Dads of Both Eyes. We out. Peace.